Hello, what's going on? Reinforced Running Podcast. My name is Rich Ryan. Today, one of the best guests we've ever had here on the Reinforced Running Podcast, David Makita joins us. We talk about hybrid training, a lot about the hybrid space, how to go about races, DECA versus Hyrox, the whole deal. So we were very on point talking about training, racing for about an hour and 20 minutes. And then we kind of go off the rails and we just kind of start talking about different stuff. Uh, Really cool conversation. If you know anything about David Magida, very open, very honest, great opinions about this thing, really well thought out about the things that he says. So it makes for a great, entertaining conversation. His past episodes have been awesome. This one, no exception. So I hope you enjoy. Here's my guy, David Magida. Once we'll start, but the the podcast studio that would be ideal. It's just like it's nice to be remote. But I mean, you're in oh, a bird. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Like, I'm just saying, like, we could do this, but I could have like another person with me. Like, we're sitting at a coffee mm. table. We got like that, like, sweet boom, Colin Coward style, beautiful chrome mic that some people talk, like, turn it flat. Some people talk straight into it like it's supposed to be used. Like, they're kind of not intuitives. Nobody really knows how to use them. That's what we're talking about. That's what I, I would love to have something like that. But we're doing the best we can with these. These little microphones that we got here or there. Are you? Is this a, is this a, uh, the setup that you use like for the voiceover stuff? Like, do they send it to you and you like like for Spartan? Yeah, I mean, I've been doing voiceover from my house for like years with them, and so I've I've lived in a bunch of different places. And um, right now, like this is my office slash my gym. Like, I got like I'm just sitting next to stacks <laughs> of weights and like rowers and. At barbells like my, is that rubber flooring oh yeah dude i i freaking <laughs> yep, there's, there's the full i can't see past my dog hold on here we go yeah i i, I laid awesome. in like like really nice like gym tile like the same stuff i have at the studio and uh because you know my my wife she uh she can't always make it into the studio she comes home she gets off work and she wants to come see the baby so i set up like a, a pretty sweet setup in here for her uh, so she can uh, come in and uh, clang and bang and do whatever she wants. So I've got dumbbells up to 70s. I got two kettlebells of every weight up to 70, and then I got a 97 in here. I got a barbell rack up to like 300 pounds, and I've got a skier, a rower, and a spin bike, and I'm going to bring an assault bike into the garage soon. So at-home setup is pretty strong. It sounds – you need to get some sort of – I'm sure there's space for a sled. Maybe just like put it up against the wall and just push it into the wall or something like that. Some isometric sled training in there. I don't get know. Get a whole high like, set up. Maybe I'll buy one of those absurdly priced Decafits like torque tanks that's like – they're like, yeah, you know, I just got to have like two of these. They're $2,500 in here. <laughs> uh, like it ain't no thing. Um, I've seen the tripod ones. Like the tri- – Yeah, like the, the, the M1. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure how they, they are store, for. They store really nicely. They store vertically. Yeah, I would totally get one of those at home, but you can't use them in Deca. So, like, right. what's the point of investing the money in that if you can't even like? Like the only reason I'm not an affiliate yet is I haven't bought the sleds. That that's it. I own four like real sleds, and it's like I don't want to have to buy two more tanks, find a place to put them, spend the money on them. Then you got your affiliate fees. I mean, it's like a it's like an eight grand upfront cost to get like two big tanks, pay your affiliate fees, 
and get you know the Rams, the D balls, all that. It's over eight grand to do that. That's true. You need to get the Ram- the Rams and the D balls. So everything else you probably have. Do you have the space that you could put on events? Probably like you could fit a yeah, deck of strong in there, right? We would probably do two at a time. I'd probably do. Yeah. I have enough equipment now. Actually, I bought the Rams and the D balls, so mm. I actually have enough equipment that I could run. If I got the tanks, I could run two men at the same time or two women at the same time or one and the other, however you want to do it. I mean, if I had four tanks, I literally have enough to do four stations of everything. I just need four tanks. Four tanks. Most, I most affiliates. I, I went to a road show that they do because uh, you could do that. Yeah, right? yeah. You could do the road show. I thing. thought about the road shows. Yeah. Just to see, right. Just to see like what kind of. Uh, buzz you can get how many if you can get new people into the gym because that, that's part of the deal too right like you would imagine that you could attract out people from outside that might not know what elevate really is on the inside and what you're doing there if you have like an event like just roadshow and see maybe people can sign up i guess that's another part of the marketing that they would kind of pitch you right yeah i mean listen i i went to the deca fit and the deca strong events the qualifiers not deca fit deca strong and deca mile qualifiers mm. they only had a deca strong at exergo strong and fit but i called up emmy cross mm. who owns who owns it and i was like hey like i have never done a deca strong and i've never done a deca mile and so like tomorrow's like the last day to qualify for worlds <laughs> so so like could i could I like just run a mile there? And she was like, if you want to come at like 630 in the morning before we start and do a deck a mile, like, hey, be my guest. So I rolled up at 630, warmed up for like five minutes, did like no warm up and then just ran it ice cold, which is do not recommend. Do not recommend the deck a mile ice cold. Because um, that ramps up pretty quick. Yeah, sure did. Sure did. Uh, so, I yeah, by about round five, I was regretting not warming up and um you know, like I did like a, I did like a couple like groiners and I jogged like half a mile and then I just was like, yeah, let's just, just do it. And that was just a huge, huge mistake. Um, so I died slow in that, but I did qualify for world. So mm-hmm. you qualify uh, the were, mile and the strong later on, right? You're, you're in, you're so, in. So yeah, I went, I went and did the strong like 25 minutes after I finished the deck of mile. <laughs> and they were like, you have to be done with your deck of strong before our 8 a.m. event starts. So I was like, Oh, uh, so I didn't know I was going to be hurting that bad. And so what I was like that time? The, the <laughs> second time? Cause you ended up with like a, what, uh, an 1155 once you did it fresh. Yeah, what was it back yeah. to back? What was, uh, did you get uh, under 13? Yeah, it was 1242. Okay. I was still nice. like respectable. I missed yeah. the qualifier by like nine seconds, but I was like, that sucked. Like it wasn't even like, I wasn't even that bad. Like when I finished the deck of strong, like I wasn't that beat up. I just like was too tired to really full go it. And because of that, I just like, I never really got like to the point that I was dying during the strong. I actually kind of left that event thinking, deck of strong is actually kind of easy. And so, (laughs) and so then the next day I came in like sort of didn't really do a full warm up again, but like enough and then hit the deck of strong and sub 12 deck of strong is a lot of pain. I just got to say that is, Oh, Man, that's a lot of pain. I think I could get that away faster still, but it's just by doing it twice, I got way better. Yeah, just like being prepared for what it's going to feel like. What was your general take on the Mile and Strong if that was your first time doing either of them? Because you, I mean, in the past month, you've done all three events. You got your trifecta. Congratulations. You sure did. Yeah. Um, the fit, you know, um, 
I had only done once before with you a year before. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I had run particularly well that day. And I don't feel like it was – I didn't really know how to do it. And mm-hmm. I think um, this time I – I went into deck of fit kind of like, Oh, like maybe don't try and run your hardest in the first two 500 meter runs and then see what happens. And I was not as fit this time as I was last time, but I went faster. So I think Mm -hmm. there's something to that. Um, And I thought, okay, like it hurt, but like maybe if I was fitter, I would have been able to push so much harder that I would have felt like what true death feels like, but I never felt like deck of fit felt like death. Deck a mile actually felt like death to me. Like I think, <laughs> like I think I that was the most painful one for me, just because, hmm. just because the run is just not enough to like ever get a rhythm. It just like only spikes your heart rate and nothing else. And also, I think the course that we laid out was like you exited the gym, veering right, then took like a hard, acute angle left turn to exit the gym, and I was like. This turn is bad, and then you hairpin turn, so you're like constantly like coming back, like you're a wide receiver. You're like like chopping your feet, like decelerating, reaccelerating, hairpin turn, reaccelerating, come back, chop your feet, turn that acute corner again, reaccelerate. So you were just like, I just felt like merciless on the running, and then because um, I just didn't have a good run course for it, and then again, I don't think I paced myself well. I went onto the assault bike and I laid down like legitimately 850 watts for the first like 12 calories on that and then died real hard. (laughs) (laughs) On the assault bike too. That's rough. Oh, because if you come off, then I feel but, and then I limped in like the whole thing. Like it was, it was ugly, but it was like, I was like, the job was to get into the top 12. And so that was fine. The strong, um, again, like, I think I'm still learning how to pace that. Like there's a lot to it. I think honestly, you get like almost no benefit from rowing really hard and skiing really hard. Like, like, it's just not worth it. You're just like, why now? So my heart rate's just eight beats higher and my legs are full of lactic acid. Like there's no, there's no benefit. You gained like three seconds. I know. And that's the thing. It's like, so say, say on a row that in i don't know so like do you know what your 2k time is on a rower well so i use water rowers like over my shoulders. oh okay. so they okay. they don't pull them they don't pull the same like no like i do a lot of 5ks on them and i'm like in the low 16s and i don't think that uh, equates on a yeah. on a on a concept two although i don't think it's like super far off like it's probably like 40 seconds off i don't know maybe it's, it's like 10 seconds a k off it still feels the same, but just like the metrics are, are different. So, um, I don't know if it even feels the same. Like, I think, I think when I get on a concept too, I'm like, it takes just a little more power per stroke, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, sometimes I, there's one in the gym in our, uh, there's like a community gym and I get on the concept too sometimes and I'm like, ow, that's a little tougher. (laughs) So would you say for the row on both would in like, cause I'm trying to figure this out too. I I actually didn't qualify for the mile. I I think I'm just going to not do it unless there's some sort of crazy roll down i was telling you we were texting i was just saying like i I did it one time this year at altitude and where i just wasn't ready for it and just whacked me and just didn't have another opportunity to do it i was i did not train for any of these things not any of these three races did i train for like you're just like 
well, I guess now I'll start training for him, you know? And you've been able, and like your deck of fit was just on like race plan alone. Essentially you ran so well, you're like, I'm just going to chill when it's time to go, I'm going to go. And then that was enough to, like, that was a PR for you. And like the fourth seed in the world world yeah, for, yeah. for the championships. So like, and that was just, on, like, and I am like legitimately like for, if I ran a 5k that day compared to the year before, it'd be a minute 15 slower. You think it was, you think it'd have been that slower? I was Hmm. that much less fit. And now like my machine work is a little better right now, but, um, but at the same time, like the race, just the way the race plays out is like, you know, like who's going to go out hot, which is almost everybody. Cause it was all these guys. Everybody wants to like swing their dicks around and how awesome they are. Yeah. (laughs) Do it. And then, um, and I was just like, look, I will not survive that fight up in the front. Like I'm not, I wasn't fit enough yet. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to like run my pace exactly what I want to hit. My plan was to average like 145s, I think was the number I put in my head, which would be a 1735K. My 5K came out to 1729 on the race. And so just ran my race. And then um, I said at the assault bike, I was going to throw down a massive attack, which is what I did. I threw a huge I threw hard at the assault bike and hard after. And then uh, the dead ball thing, I honestly, I need to practice that because I just use that as a recovery station. And then it was like big time on the sleds and big, and then a really fast burpees. I may have had the fastest burpees. I'm not sure. Um, but Yeah, Kent was close to like 60, I think, on that. But you were probably yeah, right. I, didn't, I, I haven't checked yours. Right around 60 seconds, yeah. Yeah, I think um, I, I think I, I don't know. I'd have to look. Uh and this is despite the fact that like, I fumbled the straps on that tank like for like literally like eight seconds. It was like I was like horrified. I was like, "What is happening?" Because um, you're so you're wrecked by then. But um, yeah, yeah, I fumbled. I mean, that's feel like I just gotta I gotta figure some of this. I gotta practice this stuff, man. We don't that's the thing. Because that, and I think that that's what it is going to come down to quite a bit. Let me see what your you were 108 for Ram Burpees. I have it all. I have my whole spreadsheet oh, okay. situation. So I think that was yeah. about that was as fast as anybody else. Kent was 107. So yeah, yeah. Prob- so, probably second. So right. like that was I knew I was going to close hard. And it's funny because like now like that I've actually practiced them a little bit. My Ram Burpees like in the middle of the workout are going to be like 55 seconds. Like it's like they're insane now. Um, so that's exciting. Like for me, my best like three of my four best stations or three of my best stations are, are in the final four. So DECA kind of fits me if I just like do it right. I was, when I was watching the coverage, watching like you and VJ come out of the ski, I was like, how the fuck did these guys beat me? I was like, I'm beating <laughs> these guys by like 45 <laughs> seconds. This is crazy. Yeah, like, watching this yeah man. And then by the end, like VJ passed me on the uh, wall overs because same thing. I just got there and I haven't practiced enough. And I was just dead to the point where I was like, let me just, let me just see if I can get a little bit back on this. I couldn't, and I was just going slower. And so, so I looked at like a lot. I think I think like the big damage. I haven't looked at all the splits, but I think like where like Kent and um, Shadeg did a ton of their like extending of their lead on me was like at that station. Like I think I just they I think they are very efficient at that station, amongst other stations. Like they were just good at every station, but 
And then they were okay. running I mean, hard. The, the wallovers, like, Mark had the fastest. He was 62. Or no, Ryland was actually under. Like, And it's basically just, like, effort. Like, how much you want to hustle around that thing. I don't think it's, like, technique or strength or anything. It's just, like... No, no. It's just, like, it's just yeah. rhythm. It's a rhythm yeah, thing. I mean, rhythm. honestly, it's not that different than, like, the the uh, sled pull and high rocks. So much of it is just, like, how fast are you willing to giddy up back to the back to the line? each after each rep that's and that's what i tell people like that's where you kind of save time like if you're going to make up time on that sled pull it's just like holding onto that rope not like dropping it and like walking up picking it up and then like jogging the transitions like that's a huge chunk of time like just making up just like the hustle of it so yeah i think that's the same for the wall overs where you were you were like 106 so you were at some time yeah it's like some time that that you could have like I lost like ten seconds to Shad Egg there, and I lost. I mean, it was like the stepovers. I didn't know how to do those well at the time, and I was horrible at those. Um, it was so, another one that that's also just very rhythmic and just practicing like what that's supposed yeah. to look like. Yeah, you were forty seconds on those. That's slow, bro. We were at, like, yeah, but you only lose like some, five some guys are like thirty seconds though. Some yeah, guys like are like you know, thirty-two seconds. I'm like. Seconds. Yeah, I'm like losing so much time on these stupid movements. And so I'm just like learning, learning them. What do you think for – so you have High Rocks coming up this weekend, which I do want to talk about. But then how specific are you going to get for DECA? Are you going to – is it circled on your calendar as – I mean, you're recently uh, off I mean, injury. So like that was your first race coming back in West Palm. So yeah. you're going to kind of be like in a build to that point. But is that something Yeah, I've been circled? building. Yeah. I mean, so like for DECA – well, yes, let's talk about the injury and then I'll get into DECA because, um, yeah, so coming off of what we we had, I had like a lot of misfortune this past year with my <laughs> racing because we because this is how the year worked out. We had Dallas in 20, at the end of 2021. I had just run the New York Marathon 13 days earlier. So mm-hmm. I gave Dallas a go and I ran in the 101s and I was mm-hmm. Big PR. Okay. Yeah, it was a good day. And I was like, sweet. Like, this is awesome. I'm going to uh, – Christian, who runs High Rocks, he was like, oh, that's enough to qualify for Worlds. Like, you're locked in. You're good. You're good. And I was like, great. All right, this is awesome. He's like, if you're under 102, he's like, you're going to be in. And I was like, awesome. Okay, I'm not going to really run that many more races. And um, I just, like, was training, doing my thing, and looking down the road for the next year to High Rocks Worlds uh, and to – you know, the Berlin marathon. And then uh, we, we get to North American champs and I get whatever was going on with my sled lane. When I get to my sled, I push it. And it goes like two feet. Where's my dog. I push it. It goes like two feet. And then it's like, boom. Like I took like, like I hit a wall. Like, like it just dug in and the whole sled the back of it just lifts off the ground. Like mm-hmm. I just hit something that would not move, like whether it's a ripple or what. When and that bunches the, up, it like yeah. The, it was like the front of the sled had teeth. And so I'm like, so I drop it back down, hit it again, go like two feet, same thing. Boom, whole back of the sled lifts off the ground again. And I was like, what is happening? And so this is how my sled is moving for the entire time I'm on the sled in Chicago that day. And so I'm like, I'm going three feet, two feet, and then having to reset and hit it at full force again. So by the time I finished one length, I think you guys were already like on your third. Like it was, I was like, what is happening? 
And I was out there for six and a half minutes, I think. And then I just, I finished, I, I went till I fit it. My back was locking up. I was like, I don't understand. Like I'm literally picking the entire sled off the ground. It's not like I can't push the sled. Right. And so my feet were treadmilling behind it. And, um, and so I just withdrew from that race. I was like, all right, well, like I'm not going to win. I'm not probably even going to top five. I'm three minutes behind where I should be at this point in the race. And I'm my back and legs are trashed. And I even talked to Iraq about going back in to a new wave and rerunning because hmm. it is technically a time trial format. Right. And he was like, if you, do you really want to do that? And I was like, not really. <laughs> um, and so, <laughs> so I withdrew. I just was like, whatever, like I got to chalk it up. Like some days it just doesn't, it doesn't go your way. Mm. New York race is on the horizon. And I'm like, okay, I, I, I also didn't care because they turned to me and said, uh, Mintra had said to me in an email, Mintra, if you don't know, runs the qualifying for high rocks. She's kind of like the head judge, head of sport. Uh, head of I forget sport. What, her yeah. what her title is. Something big. She's, she's, she's important. She's, she's awesome. Mintra's really Great. important. She's really cool. Definitely. We had a communications snafu. I don't know <laughs> what you would call it. I said to her, um, she had already sent me an email that had said, Hey, like, don't worry because you won an event before Chicago. She said this, this is one of the reasons that I calculated that I could withdraw and it didn't matter because hmm. you won an event. You are automatically qualified for world championships. Having finished fifth in the world the year before, I think it's fairly safe to, to assume that she's referring to the elite 15. So I look at the rest of the season, like I don't really need to race that much. Like I'm already into the world championships. It doesn't matter. And then we flash forward uh, and New York is happening. The New York race. I decide not to go because my baby's supposed to be born within that like 48 hour span. And I'm like, yeah. okay, I shouldn't do it. It doesn't matter because Mincher already said you're in the world championships. Like you're fine. So I skip it. And then Mintra informs me that she said, oh, I think there was a misunderstanding. What I meant was you're in for your age group at world championships. And I was like, uh, why would you tell? Why do you think I would care about that? <laughs> why would I want to run? I know I'm in for that. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah like, uh. are you kidding? Um, <laughs> so now I'm scrambling, right? I'm like, oh, crap. There's, there's two race options left. There is mm. – the race in Dallas that you and Dylan and I went to, yep. which turned out to be a blazing fast course. Great mm -hmm. course. Great rock zone. Great course. Yeah, it was Hot warm. Yeah, you, you, you had a tough day. You were post-COVID, though. Yeah, uh, I was like two weeks being post-COVID or something like that. So I'm like, okay, that's like – I think that was like four weeks after my baby was born. And we're not sleeping. My wife doesn't want me to leave her alone. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to skip the Dallas race. And I was like, you know, one week left and the final qualifier is that London race. Like I'll go to London. And I was like, maybe the sleds will be easier. <laughs> like um, the flights are like basically the same price as flying right, being on the East coast for sure. Yeah, And I have like an extra couple weeks, few weeks to train for it. I think extra three weeks to train for it. And um, I was in a really nice like speed cycle. Everything's great. And um the in general like the idea of london was great because i was like okay like no one will sneak in and push me back out if i do qualify if it's the last one like this will be this will go really well i'll be on the ground in london for like 30 hours like 
you know, so like a little bit of like uh jet lag, but whatever. Fly What's to London. It's like a six to seven hour flight. I think I was like seven hours. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's not that much. Like if it, if it was like an LA, I had a layover. Like if I have a layover flying to, you know, Dallas, Anywhere. I'm going to end up in the, I'm going to be flying for five and a half hours anyways, yeah, traveling totally. for five and a half hours. So what's the difference? So anyway, get to London, throw down at this race. Turns out London is the biggest race in the history of high rocks. They have 4,000 racers. And one thing that I think I had not calculated in this is 4,000 racers means twice as many stations, which means mm. you are running through uh, not just rock zone areas, but station mm. areas mm. for twice as long. A run course that I've never seen this many people on in my entire life. You're just weaving through people like crazy. And then um, and then I messed up on my own. I ran past the wall ball station because the stations were not in order. When you enter the wall balls, there was like stuff past it. I ran past it. Um, so I cost myself like another 25, 30 seconds there. Um, and I missed qualifying by like 35 seconds or 40 seconds or something. It would have been, it would have been really close. Even if you would have won, because I think Sandbach was what 30, 40 or something like that. He was like, he was, uh, he was, uh, one hour and like 40 seconds. I think I would have won if I had put my if i'd flown to london like four days in advance and like mm. adjusted and stuff i think i would have run like a minute faster but um that was not a fast course i went in thinking i was going to run under 59 and so um and i also came in about two and a half weeks before that race my shin had started to hurt tremendously badly and to the point i couldn't run i'd shut down my running for the two and a half weeks leading up to it I was just on a bike. I, you and I were talking about it. I was like, I'm just going to power through. Like, we're going to be fine. And every step was like pretty rough. Um, so I finished that race. I don't qualify. And I'm like, and that was also just to, to cut you off on it. That was the one uh, European based oh, course yeah. that had slow sleds. <laughs> yeah, it was the like one, the only one, the only the, one that was like four minutes for like the fastest one. Usually they're like two and a half minutes. Yeah, I, I think I was. 343 Sandbach was 342 mm. and uh his sled push at Manchester was like 219 or something right. like 230 yeah it was mm-hmm. like okay so we have like pretty normal sleds here um my sled in Dallas was like the same time as my sled in uh London so right. so that sucked uh yeah. anyway um so we so I'm like I'm going to I'm going to run world championships anyways but I that's 2 weeks later I think because I think I'm London sta- was the last chance to qualify, right? So I think it was yeah. two, two or three weeks later. Yeah. So another two weeks, I can't run. I'm just limping, just limping around, and I'm like, God, this shin is like getting worse. Like, kind of at this point, realize that it's a stress fracture, and I'm like, Ah, oh, well, you know, we've come this far, might as well do one more race, right? Can't so- break it anymore. <laughs> Well, apparently you can, which is, which is what I found out. Uh, but um, so what would have been like a, I don't know, eight week recovery turns into after Las Vegas into like a 13 more week recovery, mm. 12 more week recovery. Bad. I mean, bad. Um, but I race Las Vegas. I remember warming up. I was trying not to puke because it hurt so bad. And I almost didn't race because I was like, it's just too much pain. Like, it's just it hurts too bad. But once the race starts, you just don't even think about it, you know? Yeah, I was going to ask, did, did, you, did it hurt? Did you just like take some ibuprofen, adrenaline yeah. starts going, and you're feeling all right? 
I didn't even notice it during the race. As soon as the race is over, you're just a wreck. Um, mm. And I was just limping around, and and I was I actually put myself in a boot for a little while um, mm. right afterward. And um, yeah, so then it was like I I've gone fifty nine forty eight. I finally cracked that elusive hour, right? So I, I think worth it, worth mm. it. Because I mean, how many people? Well, domestic athletes. What do we have? Three that have done that. Like U.S. based athletes, including you, not even just U.S. Just on on U.S. soil, and on no US one soil. even the, on U.S. soil. So just right, you U.S. athletes, in, U.S. athletes in general, but also on U.S. soil. So me, Kent, and Hunter are the only three that have done it so far. Right. I mean, look, you guys are a couple. of You guys are knocking on the door, but it just hasn't happened. Um, right. And it's just something like there's three people that have done it. There's a barrier there, and and now you're one of them. Yeah. I was, so anyway, that to me was worth it. I was like, I came in like, I'm breaking 60. Like, I don't give a damn. Like, I'm breaking 60 on this race. And uh, um, then I had to shut it down. And so shut it down, like for most people, I think is like, oh, it's like not run and not do stuff. And for me, it was, um, I'm just going to do a shitload of machine work for the next, you know, three months. So mm-hmm. every day was like, just awful only Dylan Scott would enjoy this. It was like, it was like uh, just horrible assault bike to ski erg workouts and like, you know, hour and a half long rowing workouts and just shit that was just miserable. I rode a lot of bike um, and I maintained like probably like 80% of my fitness through by doing that. It's pretty good to the point like that within a month of running, I I went and popped that DECA, you know, if you don't need to Three like, weeks to- if you don't need to re- like recover aerobically, you can be okay. So if like you, and you have a big aerobic, big aerobic base, you've been doing this a long time. The physical stuff will come back pretty quick if you're on top of that yeah. cross training, like the way that you were. I mean, that's the thing. And like, I think, you know, like a salt bike makes you so strong for high rocks. Like, mm. and I'm not talking about like doing a salt bike sprints. I'm talking about doing 50 calorie intervals and 60 calorie intervals and hundred calorie intervals on the salt bike, like shitty, shitty workouts that like they're not fun. And you're like looking at your Watts and you're maintaining aggressive wattage the whole time. You're not just trudging through them. You know, I'm like, okay, we're going to do like eight by like, I did one workout. I've been telling people I do. I've done a few times is it's, it's 62 and a half calories assault bike. 62 and a half, you ask, I'll get to it. 62 and a half calorie assault bike, thousand meter ski, eight rounds of each for time. Okay. And so you're just grinding. So, how long did the, the, so is it one to one in terms of time then when it's 62 and a half? Like what? It's pretty close, pretty actually. Close. But I was so doing it. So, it's like it because- 16 by three minutes or whatever, three and a half minutes or something closer to four. four. But yeah, yeah. Closer to four. Yeah. You're, you're in like the three forty five range. Right. 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 Yeah. I was just, yeah. I was, so yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's a lot of volume, but when you do when you're not like pounding, like, cause if you were to do 16 by thousand, we'll just say thousands when on the run, if like you did 16 by a thousand on, a, on the track or the road, like you'd be you'd fucked be destroyed. up. You'd, you'd be destroyed. really fucked up. Destroyed. So like uh, you do that same type of volume on these machines, and it's like you can feel kind of okay after. Oh man, Mo, like your quads are demolished from this workout. But you're more like you're just tired. You like don't feel like, like you're almost injured. Right. No, no, not at all. Not at all. And so like a workout like that is like over an hour of just 
ripping. And, you know, so like for me, for the, for the assault bike, it was like, okay, at no point in time are you allowed to go under 400 Watts. Like you can go as high as you want, but you're not allowed to go below 400 Watts on the assault bike. And for the, for the ski, the goal was to stay under 155 pace the entire time, you know? So like you're like, like, you're not, you're not hard, like, but not killing. Yeah. You're right. You're not killing yourself, but you are not comfortable. You not are easy. You are working the entire time because, uh, uh, I mean, a, a, a 350 ski for a thousand is pretty good. It's yeah. decent. Mm-hmm. It's decent. So it's not like mind blowing, but it's like, okay, that is quality volume is what it is. Like, it, like take it. Like, did you look at the breakdown of, have you looked at the breakdown of Elliot Kipchoge's training for his marathon? I didn't see any of this stuff it, on the it, training now. They recently put this thing out and he's like, he does like the same workouts like every single week. Like his workout routines like never change. And like one of his workouts is like eight by a mile and on two minute rest. And that eight by a mile, those miles are done at like exactly 440 pace. Like he is not running them faster than marathon pace. He is running say, it's not even like, faster than marathon pace. Interesting. No, he's and running he's them at mile like that. Huh. Mm-hmm. On two minute rest exactly every week. And he does this workout plan like his whole thing is that I'm only exerting up between 50 and 80% in any given workout. And then on race day, I'm able to go 100%. Because that workout, it, to me, if someone's like, you're going to do eight by mile with two minutes rest at marathon pace, like marathon pace for me is, you know, a minute and a half, <laughs> like slower that's than that's what I'm saying. It's like six minute miles for me. That's if you're like, hey, be, do eight by mile six, it's like not that hard a workout. That, I like, wouldn't do it. I'd like, be like, no. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, I'm just hard. gonna run an eight mile tempo run at this pace. For but sure. his whole thing, but his whole thing is like it's like sustainable workouts that don't impact the next workout. Yeah. And so he is putting in 130 miles of volume a week with the majority of it at like eight minute mile pace. Like he's running mm-hmm. slow as shit. And um, it's crazy. It's just for so him. Slow shit. And he's also, you know, you know, his race as a, as a marathoner, it's two hours, which is nuts. But for most people, it's a two, most elites even, it's like a two hour and five minutes, two, and a two hour and 20, two and a half. Let's, hour call, race. let's talk about, let's talk about like even guys like us. It's a two and a half plus hour effort, you know? Like so you need that, that is, volume. Yeah. Without yeah, and so like, take that same like philosophy, and if you if I can't run at all, well, what can I do? I can do twenty by five hundred on the rower, and then later that day do a five thousand meter ski erg, mm-hmm. and or uh, or do you know eight thousand meters of cycling? Or sorry, I mean um, five hundred calories of assault bike and eight thousand meters of ski erg in one workout, and. Yep. You're like, damn. And that's why it's 62.5, by the way, is because that adds up to uh, 500 calories. Oh, I see. I see. So that, that's interesting, right? And this is where I think hybrid fitness will eventually be. And it seems like I'm, I'm doing something similar to that. My, my, my pieces are probably are less uh, in terms of volume, but that effort is kind of there because I, I am still running, you know, you were doing that without running at all. So it's kind of like Dude, supplementary or like complimentary, but I'm still trying to like, yeah. And I'm still trying to like incorporate a lot of this and reduce my, my running a bit. I'm doing like 15 miles a week less than I was doing before. 
yeah, twenty miles a week last time. You and you were kind of like what mid sixties typically, uh, fifty to sixty five most weeks. Yeah, you know, so you think peaking you're around like in the eighties. Yeah, I'm 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 considering that. Like, how high is too high? I've been in the sixties recently the past couple of weeks, and that's more than I've done in a while. It's like, is seventy just going to tip me over? Like, where's you the reach point a point where much? like you're too tired to do other quality work. Or right. if you're run, if you're running so much that you feel like I'm like you you feel like a need to get so many miles that you're like wow like I really shouldn't be doing these squats or I right. shouldn't be doing this assault bike workout because I'm going to be too tired for my running then you're running too much yeah I think so too and that's like a thing that I'm starting to kick around to it's like what if my long runs instead of like a two hour run is an hour and a half run and then thirty minutes on the rower you know, doing things like that. Right. That's, that was my date this morning is that I, I cycled into work for about 25, 30 minutes and <clears throat> did my track workout, um, with a mm. cool down on there. So I'm getting over an hour of, of good quality volume and then cycling home. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm, I'm bookending that. <clears throat> and that's been really good. Like I've been biking to work and that adds like almost an hour of, of just cycling to my day, like, you know, four days a week. I was talking, um, I was just on the running public with Kirk and Brack. And, and one thing I'd mentioned is that is a little scary about this hybrid stuff. And especially as we start to explore what we can do on these machines and how much we could do, I think like the Dylan Scott method might start to be more normalized. Like, yeah, you can put in, 15, 18, 20 hours a week and still be healthy where from a running background, like a Spartan race or something like that, like you'd probably kill yourself doing that. But I, like, I think it's going to be more on, on toward like CrossFit in terms of how much <clears> volume <throat> you can handle. And it's just because how like mixed modalities there are here that like, where's the point yeah. where you do too much. I just think there's just very few humans on this planet who can actually sustain that kind of volume in any capacity because if it's not injury, it's going to be like adrenal fatigue or something, something else that will get you. So, yeah, I mean, I've talked to Dylan a number of times about like, I don't agree with his methods, not because he's not getting results in the moment. Sure. If you took me or you and we trained six hours a day, we would be on a level of fitness for four months. That is just unheard of. Mm-hmm. And then we would start developing either uh, hormonal problems, thyroid issues, um, heart issues, some kidney issues. Um, and so it's not healthy. You reach a point where it's just too much. And I tried to explain, like, you're young and your body's bouncing back right now. But if you were to do this for a long period of time, this is no different than a person who, who crash diets. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to do lasting damage to your – like, your – systems in your brain and your body that generate hormones and do other things. And you can mess yourself up really bad long-term, but short-term let's burn it down. Short-term, let's just make it happen. You know, but I actually think, <clears throat> excuse me. I think the sweet spot for hybrid training is uh, under two hours a day. Of course. Yeah. You think like, I mean, be, like if that's every day, that's 14 hours a week, which I think is, that's a place where I've gone. Like that's, kind of like my high end is like when I'm really yeah. up. that's sustainable for me. I mean, it sucks a lot of 
time from my life <laughs> and energy from my life, but I can still do that for sustained weeks without needing to kind of dip back down. We're typically like 10 is like kind of easy. But like I would 14. say, I would say I work, I exercise at least two hours a day because of my commuting. Mm-hmm. On average, I'm exercising more than two hours a day. Like I ran for over an hour today. I cycled for almost an hour today. That's like two mm-hmm. hours and 15 minutes of exercise today. Like that doesn't mean I went hard for two hours. And, you know, yesterday I spent some time pushing sleds in the morning for 20 minutes and then did a workout, you know, dumbbell workout, you know, heavy, super heavy rows and heavy, heavy step ups and stuff like that for 35 minutes. And then I went for a six mile run. Like, Mm -hmm that all adds up to like almost two hours, but it's not, you know, it's not like I'm working out for two hours, like straight through, you know, it's not two hour runs or rides every day. Like there's rest built in there. Same. Like some days, in- some days are a two hour ride, you know, that's for days, sure. Days, that's a workout. But then we're at like, there's strength days where there's built in rest. You're still working out for, you know, 50 to 75 minutes, but with rest built in there, but that's the purpose of those things. Are you doing much strength or are you, you're big enough. You're strong. I was kind of getting lean, mean string bean for a little while. Like all that, all that uh, machine work I was doing, I was getting so lean. I I just started just eating a bunch of crap food the last couple of weeks to try and dirty bulk. Just a little dirty bulk. uh, (laughs) Cause I was like, my arms were like shrinking. So going into starting January 1st this past year, I did a thing. I told you about it. I was going to do 100 push-ups a day. But okay, I yeah. beefed it up minimum, a minimum 100. So some days could be like 500 push-ups still. Like you just, but every day you had to, no matter what, do 100 push-ups. But I added to it and I said I had to do 50 pull-ups also every day, no matter what. So like some days like you get up, you do them. It's awesome. Some days you're like warm and cozy in bed and it's like 11 o'clock at night. And you're like, oh, shit, I forgot <laughs> pull-ups. And you get out of bed and you were doing them like – And so, and it just sucks. And um, so anyway, my tweak, I injured my shoulder right around when I injured my shin. And so I couldn't do overhead pressing, forward pressing. So bench press, push-ups, push press, a lot of these movements were out for me. And so I was like, yeah, a lot of pushing. I mean, all that stuff was out. So I just I stopped with the push up pull up routine to let the shoulder heal. Newsflash, still not healed. Pretty hmm. fucked up. Uh, rotator cuff, something. Uh, is that what it is? Are they gonna have to go in? Yeah, go so, in there. I don't know. Right now, I just I warm it up real good and I can get it to work. Um, yeah, okay. But uh, if you were like, "Hey, throw this baseball to me," ooh, not good. Um, so that's not our sport anyway. No balls in this sport. I couldn't throw a spear very well right now. That's for sure. Um, so, uh, I haven't been lifting a lot. Um, I couldn't with the shin, I wasn't even able to lunge or heavy squat. So my, my leg strength went down a lot. I got most of my strength by cycling and assault biking. Hmm. And I've just kind of started getting my power back. Like I don't expect to have a very good sled in New York. Um, but you know, at the same time, um, you know, the ability to put out wattage is really decent for me right now. So like, I think that's actually really important in high rocks, like, like being able to put out a lactate threshold effort rather than aerobic threshold effort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and just like, 
explaining what that is like aerobic threshold would just be kind of well lactate threshold is being able is when you pump like once you go past that lactic threshold like your lactate kind of spikes once you get past yeah your so usually you can kind of sit in it like two to four millimolars of of uh lactate in your system when you get to that lactate threshold it kind of jumps to eight or nine and that's what really kind of shuts you down yeah 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 so yeah so so kind of rephrasing what i'm trying to say to everybody is like what like for lactic threshold like most people run your marathon at just a hair below your lactate threshold Mm -hmm. and because if you were to surpass your lactate threshold you would not be able to maintain that pace. There would be a point that the lactate would catch up with you. You would not be able to clear it in time and you would not be able to sustain for two and a half, three hours. So uh, there are, uh, there are other levels where like to go beyond that from a speed perspective, a lot of it is aerobically like, like your, your aerobic system cannot handle going faster than that for even a shorter period of time. You start getting into like zone five and stuff. Right. And then it's like to take over really fast. Like you don't have any time to buffer it almost like it's like a flow. Yeah. 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 And aerobically you're just, you know, like you can't even handle it. You don't need that shit for high rocks. All you need is to be really good at clearing lactic acid and moving at that speed. Mm Mm-hmm. No matter how fatigued you are, can you move at that speed? And that's why, like a salt bike, a salt bike, a salt bike, like that thing is a absolute beast when it comes to training for high rocks. That's a, a that's an interesting tool there because it's not specific, right? But it seems to would hit all of those areas of what you're talking about. You can just kind of mm-hmm. sit there, and with the assault bike, like you get to this point, and just a bike in general, even like the Concept Two bike, where you're like, I really want to stop, but you can keep going for like four more minutes you know you could keep going you could yeah i mean you could at like you could drop your wattage 100 watts and keep going you could Mm. like you hit a point like it's like a deca you hit the wall of like Mm -hmm. i'm doing my deca strong i got my first 15 calories in and then all of a sudden it's like womp womp like the bike just starts slowing down and your legs just start locking up and shutting down and that's even despite like i don't care how much machine work you do if you don't pace that 25 calories, right. It just starts slowing down. Yeah. And that's what, with the, so back to the sled for high rocks, because your base strength should be fine. Like you, like there's only like the, the minimum amount of strength that you need to move that sled. It's not, it's higher than what we, what in OCR or like a DECA or in hybrid in general, it's the highest level of strength that I think that we need, but even still, it's not like you don't need to squat 400 pounds to move that sled. You know, sure, it's nice when like, you do though. It when, could, I notice, I notice the the sled moves a lot easier when I'm when I'm in the middle of a good squat cycle. There's no question about that. There's no question it does. But right now, if you were like, "Hey," because I haven't been like squatting consistently, if you were like, "Hey, David, I need you to squat like three thirty right now," I couldn't do it. Not right now. I don't have it. I would have to practice that in a month, maybe in six weeks. Right. The specificity you know? of it. Yeah. But like mm-hmm. the strength is probably still around. Like you could get to that without needing to build way up beyond the strength that you've had in the past. Like you could probably get there just by like some reps. So like when yeah, it comes to yeah. that sled, it'd be interesting to see how just like that endurance work kind of translates to it. Because even like the sled, the fastest sled, say – we're in what was it, Basel? Basel? 
say you say we're there and even two minutes, that's still like an 800. That's still kind of like a distance endurance piece, right? And if you were doing a two minute squat that you're kind of in that 20 rep area then, and that really is, is pretty damaging, but it's more like, it still is more of like an endurance area. So it seems like the sled, it is strength for sure, but it's mostly muscular endurance there. So interesting to see how the, the bike work will translate to that sled. Boy, I hope it does. I sure hope it does. Uh, because, you know, also, you know, we've heard, oh, this year, all the sleds everywhere in the world are going to be the same. And all I see is another race goes down in Europe and everybody pushes the sleds in two and a half minutes. So it's not know, encouraging. It's not, not great. Like, I do not want to see races where guys are getting a minute 15 advantage on the sled push on us right out of the gates. And one thing that you've mentioned about this was that it's not just the time on that station alone. It's the time. It's like the, the, what it takes out of you for the later stations while pushing it for a minute and a half longer. So like the lunges are harder. The row is harder. It's all harder after a four minute push than a two minute push. Well, let's talk about the physiological demands because there is, the concept of increasing the time by 50%, mm-hmm. which obviously, yes, right off the gate, right out of the gates, that is 50% more effort just from that. But let's also talk about the fact that I'm not doing 50% more time at 50 at the equivalent effort. I am doing 50% more time at what is likely 30 to 40% harder. If mm-hmm. I was lifting, if we were both squatting and you're squatting for two minutes and I'm squatting for three and a half minutes or you're squatting for two and a half and I'm squatting for four, but you're also squatting 200 and I'm squatting 300. Right. We, I am getting absolutely just destroyed. And you are not like, Oh, if you're not fresh as the Daisy, but uh, I'm getting crushed anaerobically as much as I'm being crushed from an endurance standpoint. Uh, and, and there's just, there's so much to that, that you, like, you're right. Then I get to sled pull. I don't have the same burst in sled pull. Let's not even talk about the fact that you're probably running eight seconds faster a thousand because you ran you had such an easy sled push. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if if it doesn't take at least a minute to a minute and a half off of our running, I'd be shocked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a minute. Yeah, maybe a minute. That, that'd be quite extreme because I mean we still are under thirty. So if we were like twenty eight fifty. Maybe. Yeah, you don't you don't Maybe. think that we could run like in the you don't think that we could run in the low twenty eights? Yeah, I mean, like I think, come on. I think so. Yeah. All right. When I'm I've done I've that. done a lot of my simulations that I've done, I've i I've varied the speeds and played with it. And I've done a lot of simulations where I'm like the low twenty sevens for the ten K or for, mm. for the eight K. And it's like, okay, I don't think this is the most efficient way to do this event because I'm literally <laughs> gasping for air at every station, but right. but like but in the 28s, yeah, but it's like it's not out of the realm of possibility. But when you know, it's like, okay, my first high rocks, I go to it, and we're and they're like talking to me, like, do you think you can break the world record? And I was like, actually, if I if, if my simulations tell me anything, it's that yes, I could break the world record. And then you go and you hit the sled, and as soon as you hit the sled, you realize you are not breaking the world record <laughs> because there's something about our sleds. That is unlike any other sled out there in the universe. And you have to feel it. 
right? Like once you feel it a couple of times, you can kind of get close to what it's going to feel like in your gym setting. Like if you're, if you're pushing it on mats or a carpet or sled. Yeah, I mean, I, I just have, have to, to put feel like, it. I have to put at least 600 pounds on it to feel right. it. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it's just like, okay, oh, so 385, 600. That's really what you're pushing. It's <laughs> like, let's just be clear. Like in Europe, they're pushing 385. In the United States, we're actually pushing like 600 pounds. It, it does kind of – and last year with the lower poles too, it gives us like a mechanical disadvantage oh too. God. It's just like poles. all a disaster. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, I don't know if you watched the CrossFit games, but I was texting you about oh, yeah. this. So I yeah, know yeah. you know uh, about this. Yep. They, they went and they were concerned that not all of the sleds – they had a sled push. They were on the team events. They were not – the alpaca, were not all alpaca the sled. Yeah. Yeah. With the, with so it, with the kettlebells took, in it. Yes. So they took – well, they had it for – team. I think it was a team sled push first. That was a different sled that they took. But that too. They took all the sleds and they lifted them up vertically and they put paint thinner on the rails because the type of paint and the texture of said paint – can have such a dramatic impact on how the sled pushes and how like the coefficient of friction. So it could be the carpets are different. It could just be that the sleds are like, I always thought they had like sliders on the European sleds. They were moving so fast, but it could right. be no paint, they just have paint. or yeah, different, paint. different type of paint. They're all made by different vendors. So whatever, mm-hmm. I don't want to dwell on sled design, but like this is an actual real thing. They promised us they're going to fix it in the United States this year. But I personally am not happy. And I'm not happy not because they may or may not have fixed it in the United States. I'm not happy because the sleds are still easy in Europe. They're I still want fast. everyone. Yeah. I don't want ours faster. I want their slower. <laughs> I want their sleds to be like our sleds. Because that is the sport. The sport is not like, hey, can anybody push this damn sled? The sport is, this sled is nearly unmovable. Good luck. That's the sport. That's how we differentiate from runners. And that, I was actually thinking, a a couple points on that. Like, I was thinking about this, how I'm looking at guys like Tobias, uh, Tim Vinish, even like Tom Hogan, who just ran under 60. And if I was a European-based athlete, and then the first year that we'd, we'd race each other, whatever, that was 2021, where I was weighing like 165, su- super lean, like I probably, if I was European-based, I probably wouldn't have to change anything. Cause I'm like, Oh, I can, no. I can do all this. I just have to do more volume or something like that. Where here I'm looking at these strength demands. I'm like, I got to kind of change everything. I got to like get much bigger. Dude, I gotta like get way stronger. dude I'm, I was, I'm, I've been eating, dude, I've been eating over here. So, but if I was over there, I wouldn't have had to do that. So really I think we'll be in a better position because of how, like when the competition meets, but the problem then is the qualifying standards to have to when that competition meets like what a, that's the, the, problem the biggest problem is we is I couldn't get into the world championships because I'm pushing sleds for an extra two and a half minutes right you know it's right. like and then these guys come and like no disrespect they have a couple guys there who are really good definitely but like this is like they come and they push an American sled and they draw like 109 it's like but, um, that the- wasn't that wasn't even an American sled that was with higher poles and they literally took weight <laughs> off of the sled <laughs> like, uh, uh, so that was so because the, I, because the leadership team after us complaining for uh you know a year they come out they see the la race happen then they get to vegas and they push the sleds and they go oh oh no this <laughs> like, <ain't right>. <laughs> <laughs> so this is not what it's yeah. like 
But like, are I don't expect them. I don't think they were so cash flow positive that they're gonna be like, yeah, let's buy like fifty new sleds. Like, I don't right. think they did it. I don't believe them. I mean, I think they put the higher poles in, and then they're like, that's that. We did it. Well, we'll see what these sleds look like, right? Like if they are the same ones from from Vegas, because even then they weren't as fat. Like uh, you sent me, or I actually looked looked it up. Yeah, when, when talking, they're about, not even again, close to as fast as European sleds. They're a little faster than they were before. <laughs> Maybe that was because they took and they're the, lighter because they were lighter. Yeah, maybe it's because like, they were a little lighter. I actually think it was more because of the poles. They put higher poles on, and they gave us some different angles to approach the sled. Mm-hmm. I think that's actually why they were faster. So just like, like just looking at a couple names, like in that race, Tom Hogan was in it, Jeffrey Voison was in it, and Michael Sandbach was in it. Who didn't finish that race again? He 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 pulled out I after think. lunges, I think. Um, in the middle of lunges. Yeah, but the so Jeffrey Voison who was in the top 15 was a three thirty five in Vegas at Basel. How are we saying this? Basel, Basel, uh, Basel, Basel. He was two thirty two, So a full minute, a minute faster, a whole minute. And, and yeah. also I want to, I want to add that when you are pushing a sled in front of a crowd of thousands of people, grandstands, whatever, mm-hmm. and they're screaming, they're cheering. You are going to dig deep and have like an epic sled because you crowd energy is like an, a real thing. And it you should a be real... more fit than you've been because it's the world championships. This is the first yeah. race here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'm just saying like crowd energy, like I yeah, assume I that if he didn't, if he had to do that, not in front of a big crowd, take 15 or 20 seconds off or add 15 or 20 seconds to that time. Right. right. So realistically it could be 90 seconds to two minutes faster even. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I look at my New York Marathon. I'm like, I probably ran five minutes faster because I had like a thousand high fives and crowds around every corner and like screaming people. Like it, it just, it just helps. It just does. So I don't want to dwell, dwell on this switch too long. We'll see. You guys are going to kind of be the guinea pigs for the U.S. base races and also for that run course. Oh, I was going to say when you were, this what was it course. that you, the oh the deck a mile. Was definitely good prep for this for this running course. A lot of stopping, <laughs> chopping, gonna do like laterals, slides, the turn around, okay. and go quick. Those of you who are about to listen to this, I want you to go and look at the the posted High Rocks New York City running course, which is indoor and outdoor. By the way, uh, it is we are running outside, and then we are running um, a square. But then instead of going around that square, we're going to cut back along the third side. We're going to return. We're going to hairpin turn, run along it. Oh, there it is. There you and are. then we're going to hairpin turn again. We're going to run along it again. And then we're going to do a 90-degree turn and a 90-degree turn. Repeat it. Hairpin, hairpin, hairpin. And then I don't know. It was unclear. They said you have to pass the in three times. I think there are It said on the third time, go in. He, he, I think I'm not running go- that three th- – I don't think you no, go no, around no. this three times. No, no, you do it twice. But I think he, the way he said it, like one, if you're like if you're about to pass it the third time, that's when you go in. But it, it, I think it's two uh, loops around this weird. No, this weird I, that would here. be a mis- that is that is incorrect language, sir. I be- like like when he said that when they said that, I was like, wait, what? Um, after the second time, but he said on the third time. I'm like, are you referring to when you pass it? to start your first lap you're counting that as passing the in because otherwise it makes no sense this is like in chicago when they say two laps but like why don't you just say two and a half laps like (laughs) why don't you just say what it actually is it's a half lap and then two full laps and then no one is confused this is essentially that's what and there's also uh 
Uh, I was talking to somebody who did a little bit more digging. So it's not just like you don't come out to the outside and it's just like, it's not just a door and like you're on the, the no. convention there's center a floor. And then you're, there's a ramp. They, yeah. I, wow. Okay. I think from what I, I heard, reached I, out, I reached out to them and I asked them, I said, I need to know how slow is this about to be? Like, like it, are there stairs? Is there a hill in this somewhere? Like, because because if I know most buildings, the like convention centers, when you leave them, you have to go like like up like a whole flight or down a whole flight of stairs to leave. Yeah, and they right. were like, no hills, no stairs. They like were it's going to be fast, and then they put out this map, and I was like, wow, okay. They just they just need so, a new venue here. I know they want to infiltrate New York, and they as they this should. Is not a good venue. Not a good. Not venue. a good venue. Right. Don't they last have year, a, I think it was Navy Pier. I thought there was a pier yeah. uh, that they, they have. Like, oh, Chelsea Pier, pier. Chelsea Pier, Chelsea Pier, Chelsea Pier. Chelsea Pier would have been the right place to do this. So it's where they did the first New York one in like 2020, 2019. Yeah, that was and in also, the city. Yes, that would be way cooler. Um, look, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining. I just I'm looking at this going. This is what happened to me last year. Like the races that I could make were like crazy courses that were not fast and. This is like, okay, uh, the chips are stacked up. I, I would like to say that this is fast enough to qualify me for a world championship, but uh, I'm assuming I'm going to have to run a few races. You might have to run a couple. What do you no. think will – so the qualifying standards, which they fixed a little bit, right? So top three from the European championships and the North American championships, so it's going to be six automatic qualifiers, which I appreciate because now we don't have to talk about this the whole time like because realistically – Last year, Kent was the North American champion. If there were 15 European times that were faster than his, I think I don't even think he would have been in it. So, like, that's just not right. So they fixed that a little bit, but uh, but then it's the the six automatic qualifiers, and then I guess nine on time. So it's like still kind of half and half. So it's like a little better. My suggestion to them had been take the top five from the United States and take the top five. But I said that, but my presentation, my proposal was the top three. Um, the top, my proposal was the top three from the championships at each region and then venue winners from there on out. But if, if but we did that, yeah, go ahead. You'd have some venues that would be really slow winners. Uh, so, so you could. But you could take, but like, there's a few different ways you could do it. You could do the three fastest venue winners. You could do, um, you could also say, okay, from there you take the next three fastest American times on U.S. soil, and then three fastest European times oh, that's on not European bad. soil. Like, that's like, not there's bad. ways to do it. Like each region, like. I think that it should be like the elite twenty, and there should be like ten from Europe and ten from the United States. And then we really don't have any issues. Yeah. Um, but like, right. like for example, I just want to give this as an example. Like they want to have three automatic qualifiers, European, three automatic qualifiers from the United States. But really the United States was like the first, the second, the fifth, the seventh. Seventh. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, then like, then wherever call was, we only had five in there. If, because if you'd stuck me in that race, it would have been another person in the top five. So yeah. that's – I'm sorry. It's a it's a given. Um, and so what we're looking at is, uh, you know, basically 
all five of us clustered into the top seven or eight. Right. And so it just doesn't make sense. To me, it still doesn't make sense. So that would be one thing if they do the right. So I don't I like the idea of like a 20. You'll get the right people then. And if it's based off region, like 10, you know, there might be some athletes who are in there that like will just kind of get chewed up and kicked and spit out the back, and that's fine, whatever. Maybe it's even two heats at the world championships and you let some race in, but well, no, it would be one heat. You just don't you don't have to run the men and the women at the same time, you know, like let's start with that. (laughs) Why don't we just try it? Because that was the argument to me that they had. Well, we can't we can't add a 16th athlete because we don't have enough lanes. And I was like, you have 30 lanes. What are you talking about? They did. Right. You know? Right. Which they, which you could do. I mean, that was the format that we had. Well, you had that format in, what was it, Leipzig? And we had that in Orlando where it was just lanes that you reported to each time. In the world championships, it was like two, two different sets of 15 lanes. Yeah. So 30 lanes. Right. But they had the women, which I just disagree with in general, just take it, take an hour, let that, let everybody finish. Start. Why am I, why am I fighting this battle everywhere? (laughs) Everywhere. I got to fight this battle with high rocks. We're broadcasting for Spartan. I can't get them to separate the races by an hour. Like uh, OCR world championships. I'm like, we're missing the start of each, each team race because we're still broadcasting the previous team race. Like guys, it is not hard. The Olympics does not do this. The Olympics features one race at a time. <laughs> that that so along the Olympics, if we did the venue winners, that would be something that I think you'd have to have a standard. Like say, so like I was the fifteenth qualifier. So to qualify to be a venue winner, you'd have to get under the World Championship standard, which could be like the fifteenth time from the previous year, right? So like if you win, yeah. if you win Dallas or Chicago in November, Dallas in November, you'd have to be under 60 and a half. To, because you can't win at in like 65 and be in the world championships. I agree with that. I like know, that. Some sort of standardization of it. So, so, so you can get both. Um, they have Boston qualifier. How fast do you think we're going to have to run? We've already seen a European race. To- Tobias was 58 something. Tom Hogan was under 60 and he finished. What place was he like? Eighth or ninth, ninth elite fifteenth, ninth, ninth. I think. Maybe with and I, he was like sixty something in Frankfurt last year. I think sixty. I don't know, I mean, man. Like this with the sled thing, it's just like I just don't know. Like they're just gonna have a bunch of guys running. I, I'm 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 setting my mind to the fact that like we're gonna have to go under fifty nine in order mm-hmm. to do it, which in the United States is like that's a very tall task. <laughs> you know, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to find some seconds on. I don't know what station, probably burpees and lunges. You're going to have to find some time, 20 seconds on each of those stations. If you're going to qualify the running, the running might have to take yeah. a, might have to evolve further. Um, or, or yeah, or the, like, cause what Hunter has been able to do is he rows and skis really hard too. I mean, it's like 20 seconds it's on the ski and a rower. Alone. Super impressive. It's super, it really it's so impressive it really um, that he's able to. And again, like a lot of this comes down to, the compromised running, the lactate thresholds running mm-hmm. is like, that's his wheelhouse. That is his wheelhouse. If you stretch it to just a purely road race, he's not as fast. Mm-hmm. He's not, you know, he's a guy. He's good, but compromised, stunning, stunning talent. Him and Kent, both. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And maybe it's because they are so good at like, is it because they are good at running after station work or just the station work doesn't take out as much from them as others, you know, probably both, like, probably both things, both, right? you know, 
Yeah. You know, so they're they're onto something with how much strength training they're doing, but um you know, I think there's a few different ways to skin the cat on this one. Agreed. And it's not like, and that's one thing I think about with Hunter and like the way that he kind of went about it. I, I'm sure a lot of people will look at it and be like, oh, that's the way. You just have to be huge. But do you even find it? It's not the way. I don't think so either. Like, I don't think I, we'll ever see I think, that. I know. I think the thing that's being discounted in all of that and Hunter's training methods is what people are not considering is that Hunter is a physical freak. He is a physical freak with a freakish VO2 max and the ability to build crazy muscle. Like there are very few humans who walk the earth who have that ability. And 90% of the professional CrossFitters cannot actually run. No. Well, they don't spend the time. And that's another thing. Like he spends the time doing both, you know, so he, he knows how to do it and he has the time to, to put into it as well. And he does it. He's like willing to, to see. And he, and he loves to lift heavy, but like compared to like a professional CrossFitter, he doesn't actually lift that heavy. He's not that strong you compared know? to CrossFitters. No, no, he's just not. It's just a different. It's just a different type of athlete. It's a different but thing. He is this. He has decided my engine is good enough. I'm just going to work work on being really friggin' strong, and that makes all, all these tasks much easier for him. And then he's able to to switch gears back into building that engine back up. Like he'll lose it. Like what we saw in Chicago, right? Like. He, his engine wasn't where it needed to be, but then once he decided he, to put it on, dropped like three minutes of his time. It was like the twelfth fastest time ever, though. It wasn't like it was slow, but uh, like it, it, yeah, from yeah, but then he him. ran three minutes faster, you know, yeah, in a yeah. couple months. I know. Well, months. yeah, I I agree. I also think that that Dallas course was the fastest course in the history of high rocks in, in the history the, of United, American in, American United States. Very small yeah. rock zone for sure. Two lap course. It's pretty good. Two lap course is a huge, huge, huge perk. Mm-hmm. That Vegas course is three laps, right? Three lap course, yeah, three laps I think so. in Vegas. I think yeah, so. that I honestly believe. So, like, if you just even turns, we're talking about probably a second, a second a turn is t- time added. So, if you, that's probably thirty seconds of extra running just by adding a second a turn. That's my yeah. guess. Vegas had a pretty, they had a pretty good rock zone. Rock zone was excellent. Uh, rock zone in Vegas was very tight and clean. Very. That's what, I'm hope, that's what I'm hoping for this New York one. It looks, it looks okay. The rock zone. The rock zone okay. looks. The rock zone looks like it could be really efficient. Actually, I think I think the rock zone's good, but the run course is going to be amongst the worst in the probably the worst in history. Uh, so you know, it is what it is. Uh, and it could be it there. could be raining. There's a there's a hurricane on top of the United States right now. So oh my god, it might and be that's raining. affecting this affecting my footwear choice because I'm like, what shoe will I be able to come in out of the rain and still move a sled with? Like this, <laughs> this could be a debacle. Um, or what shoe can I take a tight corner on like when it's wet? Are you just going to wear trainers? What are you going to do? I think I'm going to run in like endorphins. Are you? (sighs) I don't like, I I know you like those, but I personally don't like those. That that doesn't give me on on wet either. Do you know what they don't give me? They don't give me cushion. Like, Mm. so I did a sim the other day in those new balance RC elites. And I was like, Mm. wow, the two, my legs feel the ones and i was like my legs feel great except i had that debacle in chicago with them pushing the sled and now i'm scared to use them because i feel like treadmilling yeah so and they're not great on running on on like really polished concrete like they they'll be good on the road though they'll be good on concrete yes outside, outside. yeah so inside they're not so i'm good. bringing 
I'm bringing them in case just to look at, just to see I'm bringing them. I'm we'll trying see. to figure out what a good option is. Cause now like all like the super shoes, they strip the rubber off the bottom for, I know, for the I sake know. of weight. And I'm just like, man, this is just, this is not it. So I don't know. So I was looking at, I was looking at Brooks launch mm. Hyperion elite two. I wanted to order a pair on Amazon, but the sizings were all weird online. So I got to go and try and pair on mm. uh, buy them in person. Let's talk about Deca because I totally diverted away from your initial question. And then we just got lost <laughs> an hour asked, later. Here we are. <laughs> the short path to your answer is, uh, Am I going to focus on Deca? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm glad you remembered. Yeah, I didn't even uh, know. I was like, all right. <laughs> um, this is a microcycle. That's it. You know, I'm going to coach people for it. Like I, I bring like 25 athletes to New York for this high rocks. So yeah. uh, it's pretty dope that I've been like coaching these people at like 530 in the morning and like not all of them come at like 10 a.m. And, um, and do my high rocks training. And I finally convinced all of them to sign up for one. And so, so we're cool. all just going to roll it's really cool. A lot of them, a lot of them first time. I'd say 70% of them per first time. And so maybe more. And so we're just going to go and, and have a really good time with that. And then once it's done, we're going to have the obviously after party and all that stuff. And then regroup. And then the following Thursday, we're skipping our normal Monday sesh with that crew. And on Thursday, we're getting together and we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to give them a little intro to DECA. Um, and so we'll do like a DECA strong sim amongst other things to get started in it. And then, uh, yeah, we'll do some skill work there. I'm going to push some of those elements pretty hard for a little bit, see if it's something for them to focus on something fun. And then, um, for me, honestly, I think it's more skill and pacing than it is fitness. So, I mean, I, you got to work on your high intensity a little bit more than you do with high rocks. It's just like Mm -hmm. a different approach but i think like high rocks training could get you pretty good for deca deca mm-hmm. fit training can't get you ready for high rocks so so you have to like you're really just still training for high rocks and then just adding a couple like intensity days and skill work days in but it's something i haven't done yet for deca training so i kind of like really the, what it comes down to. i kind of like the timing of this new york one like where yeah if you build up a big base of strength and volume do this new york race you can sharpen down you'll have like seven weeks to sharpen into deca after after uh high rocks new york so i think the time actually worked out pretty well for this new it york did i'd way. say i'd say that the, the complicating factor is that i'm racing every race they have and so <laughs> like not just the deca fit but also the deca teams later that day and Are then you, the is, DECA- is mark still coming yeah, he told yep. me he wouldn't back out. All right. So and then we're gonna do the deck of strong, and then we're gonna do the deck of mile, and then yep. I am just gonna be a wreck. Um, but so then we're gonna hit the casinos, man. What are you talking about? We're gonna be out there. I have there. a baby, sir. I have a Come baby, on. I have a Dude, child. You need you need just, money to raise that child. We're gonna go out to the casino and we're gonna make some. I promised one of the guys I coach, I promised Cam. I said, I said, I'll put in 10% of any money I win that weekend on uh black eleven, ten percent of it. Okay, quick roulette spin. You'll be good to go. Yeah, I, I, I hope it's actually a lot of money. So <laughs> even if I lose it, I hope it's a lot of money because it means <laughs> I made a lot of money. Uh, no, so Mark, you asked about Mark Gaudet. He was my partner for the the team race in West Palm, and we broke the men's doubles world record. Your world record. Fast sleds. Fast sleds. Fast sleds. <laughs> <laughs> 
um well i i think honestly it was fast mark more than anything else. <laughs> mark was uh, <laughs> he was running so hard <laughs> he's very fast um we had a really good game plan like we weren't just alternating every 250 we were he took some of them as full 500s and like mm-hmm. i took the full 500 row and then still like i told him he was gonna have to run 500 on the next run but i ended up taking the baton from him a couple times when i was like i was really tired i'd be like you gotta do the full 500 and then i still like (laughs) i like 40 seconds later i'm like okay i can do this and i take the baton i did that a couple times too in the team race i was like i think i need your help and then i was like "Ah, i'll be fine (laughs) (laughs) that's the beauty the beauty of the team race is like you just unload on this thing and then you recharge and there were like three times i thought i was gonna vomit everywhere but like pulled it's it really fun it's a it's a fun event that team so fun so i think that might be the most fun i've ever had in a race of any it was really cool yeah it was really yeah. cool if uh and, i wish i could get i mean it just doesn't make sense to for us to do the teams because there's no like because kent and i qualified then that'd be a battle that'd be amazing it'd be like can a you imagine the end. we take each other's heads off just to have to line up again the next morning like yeah, why exactly that's what i mean it's like it doesn't really make that much sense so I'd much rather Mark and I like be a little bit more. I'm hoping that we don't have to like turn ourselves inside out in that race. Like I'll run hard regardless, but, but like that extra 5%, I want to not have to use that if I have to race the next morning, you know? And, and like yeah. all things considered, like I flew home that night after doing that double and the next morning did a pretty massive workout, like went for a run, did a massive ski erg and lunging workout, felt okay. But I think it's already going to be hard to put in a maximal effort the next morning and then again the next evening. I agree. I agree. It's just like it's going to take something out of you. Even if you don't feel in that moment, like you're still recovering a little bit. Um, no, there's no question. And it's I thought you would you and Bridget would would do the doubles. We we could get on the podium in that men's race. Even we have the third fastest time ever. So like looking at if cannot like you guys are the fastest. Can I have second fastest? Bridget and I are tied for third fastest with like Victor and uh, Derek York. But the, the rules were different then. And then after that for the men's, I don't even know who would who would be who would be there to challenge you guys. I don't know. Hopefully but, nobody. Uh, but Bridget qualified doing- for all four as well. So that was the same thing. It's like it just doesn't make sense. Like she could. She could be on the podium in multiple DECA things. So it's like, we don't need to do this team thing. She's a beast, huh? Mm-hmm. Hoping she wow. gets to come up for uh, High Rocks. I mean, she lives in Tampa. So like, like that's where the hurricane is. So like, she might not. That's not good. not good. Not great. Not great. Um, she can't be like, see you kids. See you fam. <laughs> she had a plan for it. But I mean, like the, I think the planes are just not going to come. Oh my gosh. We're not we're not she we're can, not flying out here. You ride that train up, baby. Let's go. Just <laughs> get in that car, straight up 95. So yeah, good. Like it's only like a 22 hour drive. Yeah, just started now. So you're gonna do all four events. And yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's kind of how I'm kind of approaching it now, too. Is like I'm gonna do I'm kind of on the fringes on both ends. So like more in that threshold area for my running. And like mixed work there and then doing really high intensity pieces some other times for the deck of strong and just going to kind of figure out a race plan as it gets closer to it, do some Sims kind of get sharp. Um, yeah. Get sharp. And, and, and that's the thing is like my running is not good yet. Like, like I'm building my base. Like when I first started running like a month ago, a little over a month ago, I was going to the track and I was running 
I was running like eight hundreds with like, but my like I couldn't turn my legs over. My back would lock up. Like I was just like my all my running muscles were just like it wasn't right. And I was like, if I was running like eight hundreds or like thousands, I was running them at like eighty fours. Like it was not. It was just bad. And then I started sharpening up and doing some five hundreds and doing some ninety second intervals on my runs and my I got my turnover up and now like now I can get out and I can roll into the seventies and it's fine but i'm still like yeah it's coming back but like it it definitely was like i was like holy shit i am slow like when i first started (laughs) and so that was why i was just not trying to like blow the doors off that first deck of it and um it's just i'm less concerned about it for high rocks because it's just like high rocks is just a grind just get out and grind you know Mm -hmm. and so i i feel like i'm i'm it's funny because high rocks is a scarier race high rocks is a race you need to be fitter for but it's like a different kind of fitness. You just kind of set yourself there where, in, and you just, like you said, just grind. You're, you can overdo it, but there's a long enough racing that might be able to come back. Where yeah. in DecaFit, there's these pieces like just because you can do like a really fast row, really fast ski, doesn't mean you should. Yeah. You know, it's no. like figuring and out it's where like, that is. I kept looking over at you guys on the ski and I was like, why are they skiing so hard? And <laughs> like, like I was chilling my ski, man. And I honestly think that that was, you were way ahead. And I think that was one of the reasons I started catching up. Yeah, definitely. You, I also had the fastest farmers carry. Thank you very much. Dude, congrats. Uh, Hard work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all that time on the farm, baby. <laughs> so, so uh, no, it was, it was, it's just like a, a thing that like, I don't think Deca's ever going to feel as sexy as high rocks. And that's, and it's like, I feel like if you took Deca and you took the step overs and you made them be box jumps, mm-hmm. box you, jumps, even something, yeah, even just box jumps, and you set every single rep scheme to thirty, set everything to thirty. Not not that some of this is twenty, some of this is twenty five, some of this is thirty. Like every rep scheme is thirty. You double the length of the farmer's carry. You cut the oh, you cut the reps of the wall overs in half and double the weight. Like now we're talking about a pretty badass event. Like it's mm-hmm. just, it needs a pro version that is harder. Like I think one of the things High Rocks nailed. Like I, I actually think High Rocks is like too hard for the average person. <laughs> yeah. But one of the things that they nailed was like let's have an open division and a pro division. Like right. very smart. And I deck Yancey's goal for Deca is everyone should be able to do it. And I'm like. I think everyone should get to it and then want to aspire to like the next level. I like that's just how my mentality is for, for like pushing people into fitness, but which is what they've kind of done for. So I'm sure people do deck and be like, Oh, what else? Oh, high rocks. So now it's like, they will aspire to get outside of the deck of family and go somewhere else to, for their, it's like, it's like a 5k to a marathon, right? You do a couple of 5ks. You're like, all right, like this is okay. I can do this. And then you see a big marathon coming and you're like, circle it for rock and roll dc like philadelphia philly marathon yeah and then you yeah. train for that you can you lose those people and then you run a couple marathons and you're like well i better do some ultras like it's <laughs> it is it is the natural progression of things for people who want more and mm-hmm. i'll give deca this the deca strong and deca mile are much cooler in gym affiliate events than the pft i agree Agree. Like they are 
achievable by anyone. And that's why I think that they're great, like affiliate events, but like the DECA fit 5K that only DECA can put on should be harder. Uh, but then it is. But but the DECA strong and the DECA mile are like they're they're like something you okay, people like legitimately can train for, earn your mark, want to mm-hmm. beat your time. Like I immediately wanted to do it again. Like I there's no question. The mile, I don't know. I don't know if I ever actually want to do it again, but I will. Uh, that really hurt. Um, That'll be fun to watch, I think. I, I, w- I wonder how it's going to be to watch that strong and mile at Worlds, where like how much different it's going to be. I, I think it'll be kind of fun. Do you think that the layout's going to be you have a single lane? Like each person's in a lane and your running is to the end of your lane and back each time? That's how I envision it, I hope. So you have an 80-meter straight away or a 160 meter straight away and then you have five stations uh, at each side which would be a really clean i mean i don't know if the space is big enough to do I was that gonna say it's a massive space i'm not sure i mean it's ac massive. has so a big probably, convention center but so i'm assuming it's 80 out 80 back and so you just Same. have to like touch like get both feet past the line or run around a cone or something yeah um i mean i i do not like a run around a cone like i'd much rather they they put a 160 yard circle that we run around like i'd, I'd even rather that but but i'll start starting lanes staggered lanes it's probably right. better to do a single lane i think it's probably just to see to just visually out, i out think back. that'll be better they probably have to put a cone just to make it easier to judge um, which is so which is so annoying because be I, annoying. It, like it's i hate running around a cone mm. i feel like a little like like a dog like in one of those um <laughs> Like well, not a show dog, agility, like a, agility, uh, agility dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're just gonna do that back. But I think that the, like the viewing, the viewing experience for that will be really good. It just would be way cooler if shit was really heavy. Like my whole thing is like, like a lot of these guys, like VJ, is like, yeah, I'm really good at hybrid racing. Turns out, and I'm like, well, like you're a freak athlete. There's no question. But like. If that was a 120 pound ball 10 times over the thing and not a 60 pound ball 20 times, you lose by a minute and a half. So you pick it up with your sort of hands. For yeah. Like ball. some of us, some of us can just grab that off the floor and just yank it up. Other yeah. people need to like wrap their arms around it and like mm-hmm. hug it and then like shift it to their chest and then dump it. Like it's, these are dramatically different physical efforts for different people and i just think that we're missing out on a huge anaerobic portion on this thing i mean mm. with all that said like deca is a lot more fun than i thought it was going to be like same. i actually really i was going to say same thing yeah we're coming into after the high rocks season i wasn't really that pumped about deca just because high rocks is so mm-hmm. epic but now after getting into it training for it doing a couple races this year seeing how people are getting excited about the affiliate events i'm actually kind of in i, I kind of like so it so i want them to i want them to like nail the ambiance side so like hmm. dim the lights throw on the epic music like high rocks has like the lights on the ground like like the light show stuff and like the the energy of high rocks is like it's like it's like tense it's like a little tense it's like kind of scary mm-hmm. It's kind of sexy. Mm-hmm. And High Rocks is like that, like, uh, it's like that, like, that bad girl biker chick, right? And then, like, <laughs> Deca, like, like, we're like, biker bro. Like, yeah, like, like, and like, Decca's like, Decca's like, here's me on my road bicycle. Like, uh, and I feel like, I, I feel like that's different. It's like, 
Deck yeah. is a high performance. Like this person is a high performance athlete. Let's go like like, uh, but High Rocks feels like um like when you walk in, you're like you look around and you're like holy shit. Like when uh. you walk in the room, it just has this grip, and they, they've nailed the aesthetics of like performance for it that are just awesome. I agree. I would love to see if Decca could pull something like that off. I can't imagine it's going to be this year. Maybe down the no, road but they actually. There's no reason that they can't if they're no willing they to invest no. in it because they're, there's, that's one of the things that like – and I think they've already gotten a lot better from the first one that we did. Like they're not using as – they're not just using those little pop-up signs, mm-hmm. um, fences that they have. Like it's a little more sturdy now. Like when we first ran at West Palm, like I remember we bumped one of those – little fences and it like exploded everywhere like, <laughs> like spring loaded fabric fences uh and i just <laughs> and i'm like yeah you know like it just needs it just needs a little massage like like the product is like almost there like it's really close and and i'm all in like i think it's going to be a good time to compete in and it's going to be a good time to like train people for mm-hmm. but i also think like we would get the shit kicked out of us by like any high level CrossFitter in a Decker strong. Like if they, if they spent like four weeks, I bet four weeks of work for any CrossFitter, they're like under, they're like at 11 flat. <laughs> I agree. I told <laughs> Dylan that I think that Roman Krennikov could go 10 flat right now. Ten? Is there even time for that? Well, let's talk about said time. Okay. I'm, I'm okay. 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 Roman Krennikov's going to do the lunges. What he was second at the? He was second at the CrossFit Games. Uh, but he is one unbroken of the best. athlete. Great, yes, great branch in amino acids. Yeah. I had some this uh, morning. It's 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 growing on me. It's growing on me. Yeah, <laughs> tell you what, man, that stuff works. <laughs> uh, I, I, if I have people reach out to me, I'll get them a I'll get them a link to to get a discount on it if they want. It's awesome. The stuff's link amazing for recovery. So um, so Roman Krennikov, how tall is he? Do we have do we have any I, metrics on him? Is he maybe like 5'11? That's my guess, pretty five tall. That's cro- probably pretty five, big 10? for a crossfitter. I would say he's I'm a gonna... he's a he's a machine work guy. Like that's his specialty at CrossFit. Oh, yeah. He's a machine work guy. I would say he's 5'9, just just because he's a high level crossfitter. Carl, they, five, look t- they look tall on TV Carl, because they're all the same height. But you see, 5'9, but what? 5'9, 208 pounds, maybe? Maybe. Yeah, 205. Yeah, it's a two five. Yeah, yeah. All right, this guy's gonna nail the lunges. Basically, the same speed we do. Maybe he'll be a couple seconds quicker. So let's say let's he'll, call that thirty five seconds. He's gonna get into the rower. I'm assuming that he's gonna get set into the rower at least two seconds faster than me. Okay, at least two seconds, just because he is so efficient at that. He's gonna start rowing. My guess is the guy pulls one twenty five. Mm, I was gonna say 130. Let's say 128. One, that's pretty hard. Okay. That's pretty fast. But for 500 meters, he's the best like rower. He's the best rower in CrossFit. They were talking about it before the final event. He's and the he best won that, rower. He in, won that skier swim event like pretty handily. So I'm guessing they translate. They said they said he pulls. They said he pulls a thousand meters in like 317 or something. Oh, he, they did say something crazy like that. I forget what it's it like was. It's insane. It's like <laughs> insane. So for 500, I could see him going 125. Um, okay. Anyway, 
Uh, that was the speed I opened at in the uh, team race, by the way. I was pulling like 124, 125 for like the first 300 meters, and then I started hemorrhaging time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I started – I turned to Mark and I said, I'm dying, man. I'm dying. You got to run the um, full five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, let's see. He's going to get off. He's going to do straight box jump overs. And my guess is he does it in 28 seconds. Well, say like even he does the the method that we do it. Like do you, like because he's not that tall. Like assuming he's not that tall, I don't know if he would jump over the box. Like the CrossFit is still about efficiency. I think that they he would just figure out how to do the box jump step over deal because I think that I is think more efficient. Would, it's more energy efficient, but it's slower. And I if I I remember watching Jacob Hepner at TMX do his box jump overs like a freak, just such a freak, twice as fast as everybody else. They're such they're so already so efficient at that movement. He's not intimidated by 20. Guy does sets of 50 all the time. Okay. okay. So he's, we take he's gonna, we take about 35 to 36 with the step overs. Let's give him like I'm saying 31. 20, I was saying 28, but okay. Give him 31. I'm giving him 31. Okay, give him 31. This is where things are gonna get interesting. Sit-ups. Uh it's gonna be relatively a wash. Okay, maybe he goes faster than us, but let's call it a wash. I think in a deck that's strong, 28 seconds, 30 seconds. I don't know. I, I don't know any of my splits from my last race. I just know I, I did it fast. I have I have some splits here. When Kent, Kent and I did a sim one time, um, and sit-ups were 36 and 37 seconds. So call it shorter range of Let's motion, 30, 35 seconds, whatever. Say 35. Seconds. Okay, that's yeah. fair. He's going to get on the ski erg, and he is literally going to pull 135. I think that that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I think that might actually be conservative. It may be conservative. Uh, he was putting down uh, at the end of that skiing swimming block at the CrossFit Games. The guy was putting down on the last couple rounds close to 2,000 calories per hour on his pace. It was – nuts oh just yeah, for like yeah. frame just so a frame like a, of reference like when when i am skiing and i put it in the calories uh units of metrics if i get to like 1400 calories per hour i'm like ripping pretty hard that'll probably be like was, one like 150 or under like 148 ish one yeah you're like in the mid 140s i think at that you're like probably right. 145 he was ripping two thousand <laughs> calories per hour at that point okay he is like, like I couldn't even get, I couldn't even get it there. I don't think if it no, was like if sprint I'm for twenty sprinting. seconds, if I'm dead yeah. sprint for twenty, I could do it. Okay, uh, and then he's just poof, bail out, dive into the pool. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, like I think one thirty five is conservative. Now we're gonna get to the interesting part. Okay, he's gonna farmers carry way faster than us. Like I would be surprised if he doesn't gain ten seconds on us. But the, the way turns that it is, are the only thing that are stopping us. That's what I'm saying. But he's gonna he's gonna plant one of those feet and drive. We are like kind of helicoptering our turns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna plant a foot and he's gonna drive back. And every time, and he's gonna get up to. He's gonna be running. We are not running. We are shuffling. He's running. Let's call it. What do you think? Like in a in a deck of strong with the back and forth, like fifty seconds, because it's slower than a regular deck of fit. What do we of, get? What do we What do we get? So. In a deck of fit, we would be closer to 40 
or no, cl- yeah, closer to like you were right around 40 seconds. Rylan was right around 40 seconds. Kent was like 42 seconds. Um, but that's without the turnarounds. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Strong, it adds it adds about seven to 10 seconds because of that. So let's, you want to give him 40 seconds on this and say he's going to be like seven to 10 seconds faster than us? Sure. We'll do it. Okay. On 10 lengths, you don't think he gains a second per length? I could see it. I'm, I'm, I'm with it. 40 seconds. It's very lightweight. Very lightweight for him. I wonder if our listeners are still like like into this. I feel like they're this ha- is pretty fun. If they're hanging on to hour 36. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably in. Yeah, they're in, a, they're in the middle of a really long run. Like, okay. they're like, I'll listen to anything at this point. Just give me some hope. Uh, you're doing great, guys. Keep going. Um, <laughs> Everything feels then, easy. <laughs> and then this is where things get interesting. Yes. We watched Ryan Corning do the assault bike at the DECA team race. 25 calories in 17 seconds. Now, I'm not mm-hmm. saying Roman's going to do 17 seconds, but he proved to be the fastest of anyone at the CrossFit Games on the Echo and Assault Bikes. So, is it fair to say 25 calories, 25 seconds? I think that that is fair. I think that he could do that because I'd be holding what, 1,000 like, watts, 800 watts. He'd be over 800 and I did, or yeah, yeah, thousand maybe. Watts. I would say closer to thousand. Right. I think he can hold a thousand Watts for 25 seconds without killing himself. Unlike me, I would be, uh, I'd have blood coming out my ears and shitting my pants, but, um, but I can do it for like 15 seconds, 20 seconds. Um, so then he's going to get off that and the over the shoulders are going to be like, so I got this big guy, Cam, I mentioned him before, who's been training with me. He was like, played college basketball. He's a little taller. He's like 208, muscular. I grab the ball and I like, like bring it over my shoulder. Like I, I like heave it over my shoulder. Uh-huh. He just grabs it. And when it's at his hip, he just flicks his wrists and it flies up in the air in an arc over his shoulder. He doesn't even <laughs> raise it. He just flicks his wrists. Okay. So that's what Krennikov's going to do. He make He's going to – He's going to save so much energy on this station. He's just going to throw the ball from his hips each time. It's going to be so fast. So my guess is what's an average time for us? A minute on this station? Yeah, with the D ball, it's yeah anywhere between 50 and 60. I think if you're really rolling, 50 is pretty fast. Let's give him 45. Because this is still one of those – that is it like takes time how to much, turn around. It takes time. Yeah. Like how fast can you I, I, I might say he might average two seconds a rep. I think that's a reasonable thing to say about him. Okay. Um, let's do 45. Okay. okay. Two, two and a quarter. That's two okay. Quarter. Two and a quarter. Um, let's, say, let's say he's a little tired after the assault bike. Just a little <laughs> bit. Probably is. That's why I was saying two seconds and not one and a half. Now, okay. He's going to get to the sled. Okay. He will lay down the fastest. He also won the sled event at the High Rocks. I mean, at the CrossFit Games, he won the sled, the Alpaca. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I think it's fair to say he's going to blast the push. Shouldn't have too many problems with the pull. Yeah. Can we say okay? What's a, what's an average? Uh, what's a good sled push pull? Honestly, I think it doesn't get much faster than two minutes. What's it at? What's the record? Or what, what? What do you have for us? Well, at West Palm's not a good. Isn't a good. No, 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 no. Not West Palm. Uh, in a strong. What do you in have a for strong, strong. In a strong, I, I think like two hundred five to two hundred ten. 
is is about as fast just because of the resistance and how that's set up like pushing it harder doesn't mean necessarily mean it goes faster you give him 155 okay okay because i honestly don't know if it goes faster than that's a good point it's a good point, but I know it if, goes slower. If you it definitely get tired, slower. It, go, it definitely goes slower. Uh, <laughs> he'll push it. He'll push it as fast as you could possibly push the thing. We'll yeah. So that. the fastest anyone has ever done it in a deck of strong that's not on concrete, polished concrete, he's done it. He'll do it. That's and then crazy. we get to the burpees. And is it safe to say that this gentleman is going to do under sixty seconds on the burpees? I would say unquestionably so. Let's give um fifty-five. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go fifty-seven. Okay, fifty-seven. Fifty-seven. So and this is survey two, says. Hold on, I'm adding it all up now. Sit-ups was so let, let's keep talking about the tra- the transitions. Let's say it's all even. I've seen people at um at gym affiliates that are set up like uh like Kevin Gregory bubbles, like when he has a gym set up, his transitions are like 20 like 19 seconds i think it, they were where total 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 total, total. so let's say that, that that's mine were, like mine were not mine were not nearly that fast um right right like we're like it can be it can vary between it could be like a 20 second difference honestly at worlds at world championships these these stations are going to be two seconds apart we would hope my guess someone said that they're going to use the farmer's walk area from the deck of fit to yeah so i don't know if that means i don't know what that means for the entire setup though you know what i mean does it mean you have to run from one to the next like 10 yards each time it it would mean that if everyone has to start in the same spot i think that personally i personally think that's a shit show because some guys are going to be moving further exactly some that's not fair. I don't think that's fair. That's either. that over the course of ten stations could add, add up to like twenty to thirty seconds. Uh, but I don't know if that's what it's going to be for the whole thing. Okay, so without transitions, he's at nine twenty-seven. So and let's say thirty seconds of transitions. All right. So he's under ten. If. All if I'm we, saying is it's it's actually feasible that he could do this. I'm yeah. not saying he will do this. Dylan says his guess was 10:30 on the first attempt, and then I said I think that's fair. And then he would do it again, and he would go significantly faster. Like I cut I cut 47 seconds off my second try the next day. Yeah, I think I think that he might even do worse on his first attempt. Like I think it might be closer to where we currently are, like in that eleven thirty. You're out of your mind. I'm like just to figure it out. Like we've been doing it over and over and over. Like he doesn't do one domain. I haven't been doing it over and over. I've done it two times. Yeah, but I've done, done it two times, sir. You've done a deck of mile. You've done two deck of fits. Like if he comes into a cold and is just looking at it and like think it's like a it's basically just a sprint chipper is what this is, right? Just all the way through for yep. 10 minutes. Like it's like kind of like an open workout that um that's a that's a chipper setup. So like does he get to watch anybody do it first? Because I think if he just that's what I'm I feel like these guys these guys are like um players in baseball. You know a new pitcher comes in. And he just fucking eats like three guys up. Just boom, boom, boom. And all the guys are in the dugout just watching him, just watching him. 
And then he, they've seen him throw against like three, four guys, and they're like, I got this. I got this got guy it. figured out. Right. And then all of a sudden, somebody rips a home run off the guy because they're that good. Like they just need to see what it does. What, what, what he, like, what stuff's he got? Like, I feel like that's how a lot of these games athletes are. Like they see a workout, even written on paper, and they're like, right. oh, they'll have it through their head. And then the second time through, they'll be able to figure it out a little bit more. So like, mm-hmm. I think the first time, I think he would be closer to like Corning's time. But then I think he would probably take a minute off in a week. <laughs> I, yeah, I think he could do a minute off, literally. I, these guys the also, I, like four hours later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I think like that's one of my issues with strong is like uh, it's – I think I think like we're calling this a world championship, and like there are uh, two hundred people out there. That's a conservative estimate right now that would just beat the brakes off us in this event if they just had the <laughs> opportunity to try it. And that's yes. you know, but but at the same time, I don't think a single one of them could come anywhere near us in a high rocks or a deck of fit or a deck of fit. No, deck of fit. Not I think a deck would be of worse fit. for them. Yeah. That's, and that's, it would be worse. So much running, so much hard running. Like when I look at myself, like I'm, well, I think I'm the sixth seed now in a deck of strong. Like, and and how I would compare it to CrossFitters in any open workout. Like I'm like fifteen thousand. No. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, uh, yeah. like maybe I'm spending a lot of time doing this. I I care a lot. That could go what some distance. It's not heavy weight that matters. You know. And this brings me to like, you know, the thing that I talk about, like, so there was a video that some guy put out, some CrossFit guy who does YouTube videos. I don't know. Someone sent it to me and he was just tearing high rocks apart. Really? What a sh- he was like, what a shitty viewer experience. Oh, it's the same event every time. These guys call themselves like the fittest in the world, like this whole thing. And it's like, dude, he's like, this isn't even a sport. And that was like the one thing that I was like, I do agree with you. High rocks is not a sport. High rocks is an event of a sport. High rocks is an event in much the same way that I think CrossFit CrossFit walks the line of like we are fitness racing, but we're also mm-hmm. powerlifting, right? Mm-hmm. CrossFit is a, an, aggre- an, an aggregation of, of different things and For therefore sure. – CrossFit is a fitness competition rather than a fitness race. They use fitness races as some of their events. High Rocks is not a sport. DecaFit is not a sport. They are both events in fitness racing in much the same way as running has a 100 meter and a marathon and a mile Mm -hmm. and a this and a that, right? Nobody's going to say that the guy who runs the 100 meters isn't the fastest guy in the world. No one's also going to say that Elliot Kipchoge isn't the fastest guy in the world. Mm-hmm. We are – whoever wins the High Rocks World Championship is the fittest in the world at High Rocks. DECA is the fittest in the yes. world at DECA. And that is like that is what is being – when people are like making these pronouncements, fittest on earth, blah, 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 you just need to include the entire title. Like this. Don't, don't trim the title, guys. We respect what you do. We can't do what you can do. You can't do what we can do. You know, the one thing I can tell you right now is that the majority of guys who are good at high rocks could dr- drop into a marathon and run at least a 245. Mm-hmm. Just a fucking cold. Mm-hmm. So uh, no one in CrossFit can do that. The mm-hmm. guys who do CrossFit can go cold and get under a bar and squat 400 or more 
500 mm-hmm. cold, like mm-hmm. no training. I mean, right. that's just what they have, base training. We can't. And so just like, let's stop with this shit. What are we doing? Like, it's all, it's all awesome. It's all cool. <laughs> like, and it's like a marketing thing, right? Like the, the pronoun, like the, the hyperbole of fittest on earth, you know, it's like this yeah. nice, clean title, but it's not telling the whole story. You're exactly right. Yeah. So I do like, I do like fittest on earth in CrossFit. I like that. Fittest that CrossFitter, fair. world's fittest CrossFitter. Love that title. World's yeah. best high rocks athlete, you know, like, um, you know, and honestly, like, like if we did have fitness racing as a sport, you now have a 12 minute version or 11 minute version. You have a 17 minute version. You have a 28 minute version, 30 minute, whatever you want to call it. Let's go approximately 30 minute. We basically have like a 15, a 20, a 30 and a 60 minute version of this sport. Yeah. There, there yeah. isn't a marathon version yet. Like I'm waiting for like world's toughest high rocks to come out <laughs> where it's like the, like the most high rocks is completed in a 24 hour. Dylan Scott would murk everybody. Oh my God. He's already licking his chops. <laughs> He's like ready. That would just be a suffer. You'd have to be an absolute psycho. Cause at least in world's toughest <laughs> or like the tell you ride or whatever, it's Spartan ultra. At least it's like nice outside. It's like pretty. <laughs> You're like, exploring stuff if you're just in at a convention center for a full day like no could sunlight you, could you envision a second day of a high rocks weekend like they have they have it for two days they do all the high rocks individual stuff on one day and the next day they come back and they're like okay this is the main event and it's like an eight hour or a 12 hour world's toughest high rocks how cool i don't know is that cool I feel like it's really cool. <laughs> would savage. you do it? It's savage for sure. Would you would be like at something I'm I'm trying to do? I think I would do it. Yeah, I think I would try it. I think I'd do it. You'd have to be like eating like like steaks and shit during it. Though. You'd have to be eating like so hard. Can we Yeah, okay, keep going. Sorry, you had a thought. No, I was just gonna say, like it, I think it would be because of people like kind of rap like massive amount of work that's done in the gym. They always thinking like rhabdo, but like rhabdo is very specific to some of the CrossFit movements. I think you could do most of the high rocks movements safely because it's not like an extreme range of motion. Uh, like it's maybe the, the wall it, ball, like maybe after a while, the wall balls and lunch and wall ball. Damage. Yeah. But you wouldn't, but you wouldn't be hammering the wall balls sub four. You'd be, you'd be doing the wall balls. Like, all right, here's 15, take a breath like like you're you're gonna be real casual through this thing you'd have to be like the person who wins is gonna be the person who does it like four or five times <laughs> right. like, like it's not like you're gonna get that many times through it i mean this kind of reminds me of i don't want to pivot too much if you wanted to keep going here but this kind of reminds me of so if you guys don't know rich and i are in a fantasy football league Mm-hmm. There's uh there's a group of guys. Bracken's in it. Nick Riker's in it. Who else is in our uh, Dil- oh, Dylan's Kent, in it? Ryan, McMass, Dylan Kent, Scott's yep. in it. Ryan Kent's in it. McMass, Markadet. It's a it's a fun group of guys. Mark's um, not in it. He and, bailed. He oh, that's right. Mark's in my other league. Yeah, he could. Oh yeah, Mark's not in it. That's right. He's in my other league because Mark is my bestie. Um, <laughs> so we were like kicking around, like okay, obviously the winner. Winner take all, baby. Like, like, you know, like winner, you get the bragging rights. It's awesome. But if you're the loser, 
If you're the absolute worst person in this league, what do you have to do? And we have come up with the perfect punishment, and that is the Decadog 5000. <laughs> what is the Decadog 5000, you might be asking? Rich, it is a combination of a full decafit, including all the running, the 5,000 meters of running, all 10 stations, but at each station, you must consume one whole hot dog, including bun. Without water is allowed. Dunking, water no, is allowed. allowed. You may, we water is allowed. Water is you allowed. may not. But you may not dunk the hot dog in the water. Correct. Correct. <laughs> I love that we got to that one because uh, you're like no water, and Dylan was adamant about water. He's like, no man, I did like a waffle 10k, and you need water. <laughs> yeah, he had an anecdote. You're like, all right, fine. Yeah, Dylan water. fought real hard for that water, so we're gonna give it to him. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna give him the water. So we're putting the deck of dog 5k. Deck of Dog 5,000 out say, there in the universe. I am 0-3 right now. I had a bad beat against Bracken. He came back. He had he had to, uh, he had digs in the Bills' defense, and he came back from like 40 down on me on Monday night last week in order to in order to pass me. And now I am in a dire situation where I may be running the Deck of Dog 5,000. The the parody is pretty poor in this league. I'm like one and two and in fifth place somehow. So like everybody kind of sucks besides like two or three teams. So I think I think you're all right. Well, oh, I just need a, I need to get a W. Give me a W. Give me get out of this this dungeon right now. I got to get away from the decadog. But I actually think that this would be a great like bachelor party event. Like like we're all like fly a bunch of guys down to a deca event, but. But like whoever's coordinating has a hot dog waiting at each station. Like you, just, you do like an actual formal deca, but with hot dogs. <laughs> just has a sack and just like hands it to him. Everyone's racing. You get in there. You're like looking for your dog. Where's my dog? Where's the dog guy? Like, <laughs> I would love to see Yancey's reaction to this. We wouldn't tell him. Would oh, be- I think I think Yancey would make it happen. Like Yancey, like, Yancey you know, would- you know, brother. All you cyborgs, I've been thinking about all these different ways to give you guys different deck of fit concepts. You know, I got a hundred deck of fit in my bag at home. I just haven't even showed y'all the world yet. <laughs> deck of dog 5,000 already drafted. Already got it there, buddy. <laughs> and he's, he is just like that track nerd cross country guy at heart. So like he would appreciate it. He would like it. I, I also want to propose we need some rebrands. There's nothing strong about a Deca Strong, so I've been trying to come up with some new names for it that would be better than Deca Strong. And some of the ones that I've come up with, Deca Fire. He, he Deca, has a, Deca Fire is the body weight one that exists. God damn it! All right, uh, <laughs> Deca, all right, Deca Burst. Deca Burst is good. De- Available. Deca Sprint. Deca Sprint. Deca Blast. I like Deca Sprint. Deca Quick. Deca Hustle. Deca Hustle. Because, yeah, because people think it is going to be heavier for strong, and it's not. So I'd like to It is not heavy. So I know he has this, like, Deca Heavy, like, hidden away. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is Spartan Games. Mm -hmm. You saw it at Spartan Games. And I was like, damn, that's the one I want to do. Yeah. We get we get rocked by, like, Corning in that one. But, but. Yeah, yeah, Corning is as a big boy. Yeah. Um, yeah, and but I think like we gotta give a different name. Deca Fire actually would have been great. Deca Heat, Deca Deca Blaze. That one sounds like you gotta smoke a joint at each station, so that's probably not good. But it's a prototype. <laughs> it's a prototype. Do you think that the Deca Fit should be Deca 5K, Deca 5000? 
the deck, deck of five thousand. Deck of five thousand would be what I would call it. I think yeah. deck of fit is the whole brand. Like that's how I would treat it, and that's and it's either the deck of fit five k or the deck of five thousand. And I just think that like the crown jewel could be the deck of dog five thousand. Like we just <laughs> we just <laughs> the deck of dog five thousand is it's uh, unmatched in its in the the physical and mental requirements in order to be a champion in that sport. Like like I think that I could beat Joey Chestnut in a deck of dog five thousand. But it'd be close. But it'd be close because he would eat the 10 hot dogs in like what 60 seconds? And then he would have all the rest of that time to to, to, he could ski, he could ski like three minutes. You know, (laughs) he also would be unaffected. He would be unaffected by the hot dogs. But as you got about five stations in, you just think about the wear that those five hot dogs are taking on you as you're like burping and your acid reflux. And you're like, just get it. Like the race really starts picking up around station five. Mm-hmm. And that's right where you've just had your fifth hot dog. And so like, I could see that like turning real bad. It would be a disaster. It would be really bad. For, like 10 hot dogs. I've never had 10 in a sitting. I think I could do it. 10 but... spaced out every like two minutes, which is basically what two and a half minutes. That's what you're getting. I think that's almost worse. I'd rather just sit there. Let's just put them down. And just hammer so, them down. Do you want to offer the option that they could just eat 10 hot dogs right out of the gates? I think that'd be an okay option. Would you take that option I, or would you? No, I would take one be, each station. Yeah, I'd catch my station. breath at each station. Yeah. Once that blood I'll, starts I'll, getting out of your gut. See, like everyone's at home listening to this and they're like, they're literally breaking this down like analytically. Like we are, <laughs> we are, well, well, like we're talking about like the lactic, like when you don't want that much blood flushing out of your legs into your stomach all at one time. Like, <laughs> if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. Okay. I'm not just going to wing the deck of dog 5k. I want to be the best I in the think, world at this. I do. I do want to win. I actually think that we should all just do it together. We should just do it. I'll host it at my gym. We should just do it. And we could run four or five heats of all the guys. And I'll just, we just do it. I'm down just to do in? it. I would do it. Yeah. I'll I would totally I'll, do it. I'd be East Coast. I'm back and forth. So you let me know. We'll set something up and we'll, we'll get our this, deck of dog back. Okay. This would put Hunter's hot dog mile to shame because uh, he did do a hot dog mile once upon a time. Oof. What did he run for that? Any idea? I actually don't know. I don't know. They do uh, an event here in D.C., like the Ben's Chili Bowl half, where you like you like uh, run – six and a half miles and then eat like a chili half smoked something or other, and then run, run back. And, uh, you know, there's some events. Krispy Kreme challenge is I've done that. I have. Yeah, done have that. you the, do- the full dozen, the full dozen. It was, uh, in it- Raleigh, North Carolina. I think it's expanded it since. So yeah. wasn't great. It was like, yeah, two and a half miles to Krispy Kreme, dozen donuts, two and a half miles back. Was so it like- hard to eat a dozen or were you just crushing them? It was hard to eat the dozen. Like I, my idea was, okay, I'm just going to like, like sandwich them, right? I'm going to take three or four, smash them together. But then it's like, it's incredibly dense piece <laughs> of cake, you know, like one, one Krispy Kreme is like airy and nice. When you smash them together, it's no longer airy. It is I was thinking I would dense. just eat them one at a time. Like I would just eat them like normal eating. That, that might've worked. So let me tell I got there. I finished ninth. I finished ninth in this race, but I was like, Hey, how, how many? It was an event. It was like one of the bigger <laughs> like road races I've been to. And wow. I, yeah, like, so like, but there was water there. I was like trying to get through. I was really like struggling to, cause I didn't have, I didn't practice the eating at all. That was a mistake. I rolled up and it, and it was chip time. It was 
chip timing. So I started further back because I was with my brother and yeah, like, baby, his friends, chip whatever. Timing, let's go. And uh, but so I was like, weave my way through, hammer my way down there, and I get there, and this girl is there. She she ran with one of those like drawstring bags. She opens up the drawstring bag, pulls out a towel, puts all the donuts on the towel, dumps water on the on the donuts, folds the towel over it, steps all over the donuts and like make that crumbles and like woofs it down and is out of there. She is gone. And I'm on like I'm like third donut. And I was like, oh my god. She's running fast too. She's running She's fast like too. not running slow. I did pass her on the way uh, back. I just want to say like this is like towel gate all over again with our boy VJ. Like you can't be like bringing aids like that. Spartan has very specific rules. Like you can't use a walking cane like during the event. Like you can't just pick <laughs> up a stick in the woods. Like you can't just bring a towel. She may have read the rules. She, you know, she knew no. If Rylan Shadeg, if Rylan Shadeg got dis- disqualified from the World Championships of Obstacle Course Racing for using liquid chalk, then you cannot. <laughs> Dump water and on a towel full of donuts before consuming. I'm sorry. That's how it. she did it. She like partially digested it first, like outside of her body, then threw it down. It was a smart way to go. I was, I, I was impressed, but I didn't practice you the eating. With, you got to play within the confines of your rules, I guess. But like, I don't, I don't find that to be a moral way to compete. And uh, <laughs> you'll never see that out of me, sir. I will eat the full dog without dumping the bun in the water. I will eat the. <laughs> I will eat the full donut just as it is. <laughs> All right. Well, looking that's... at a man who has won two eating contests, wings and pancakes, sir. Is that right? Mm-hmm. How many wings? Uh, you for know what? I don't remember. It was, it was, well, it was rounds. It was rounds for speed. And then each round you got to move through. And then each round they got hotter. So oh. by the end they were like nuclear and so each round was like six wings, and he just like kept moving through. It was like it was like ten rounds, though. I wouldn't want. Have you ever seen those like pepper eating contests where people just eat like really hot peppers and they keep going until someone? Oh like my god! Out? Yeah, like yeah, yeah it's ridiculous. How many pancakes? No. Uh, so the pancakes was a speed challenge, and the speed challenge was no hands. So um, you were allowed to do whatever you wanted to the pancakes ahead of time. So I sorted them in a very neat stack tall poured a little water on each layer and then went in hard hands have you ever, behind your back have you lost an eating contest um not an official contest but i definitely have friends who would smash me in eating contests mm, okay like, so yeah. you're probably I'm not like the best i'm not like the best eater in the world but i i could crush i think i'll crush that yeah. can't eat you can eat yes yeah, i can so. eat i i did a i did a pizza uh, this uh, one place was like 26 inch diameter pizza and like really thick crust. And they were like, no two people have ever finished this pizza before. And we went, and my buddy, Brendan and I went and did that, but we, we suffered immensely. So I've, I've been there. So there's like, you know, it's just like our sport. There's sprint events. And then you have like the long endurance ones. You're more of a sprinter on that end. That's good to know. Deca dog yeah. 5k is going to be kind of in that middle. I know. Deca I dog know. 5, I'm excited about that. There you got to have a little mental grit to go with it. Lots of that, lots of that for sure. Um, all right, we're well off the rails, but it was super fun talking to you. I'll let you, I'll let you, I'll let you roll. So we'll look fun. forward to. So this is actually going to come out after the High Rocks event on Monday, which is unfortunate. So we'll we'll know how you did there. Looking forward to seeing how you're going to do the races at your four fifty. I can't believe it's this late. Yeah, four fifty p.m. race, and uh, then I'm supposed to like pull my shit together and go party in the city for a couple hours. So. Sweet. We'll Let me see fun. how it happens. You're not. Yeah. You're driving up. You're not taking the train up, are you? Train. Nice. It's easy. Train, easy. baby. 
Yeah. Oh, we'll drop, 31, we'll drop you Uber $31 each way. Uh, it's like within like 20 minutes of my hotel. So I'll just take an Uber. Okay. Yeah. The train's yeah. sweet. If you can, if you can do, I mean, cause it's in New Jersey. So it's not like in the city city. And then we'll train into the city, you know, sweet. Yeah. You know, I just got to sort that out. Yep. And then we'll see you in DECA and AC, uh, November, mid November. Do you have any, uh, announcing? Are you going to be on site? Are you going to go be up at blue mountain? Where can we find you? Um, I am hoping that they let me do the broadcast for blue mountain, uh, TBD, but I've been doing those with OCR report lately. So, uh, big props to will and Jason for getting those together with the OCR report. I've had a really good time doing these from my desk, which is right here where I'm doing this right now. It's cool. Um, hopefully, um, Spartan world championships, same thing. Mm -hmm. And you know, I don't obviously like ultras canceled, so I don't know what's going on there, but world's toughest with it. Are they going to send anybody to there? You know what? I assume they will, but I'm not sitting at my desk for 24 hours. So I think we'll have to figure out another solution there. Um, yeah, it's just, it's hard enough as it is, but, uh, yeah, man. Broadcasting still, we're, we're finding a way to make it happen. Try and bring the sport to you guys. And we're working out the cake still in terms of like getting this live stuff to work is really, really hard to get mm-hmm. the technology down. So like people just be patient. Like it's, it's coming. We, we really do care. We really do try. So. Yeah. yeah. Technology is not, not quite there yet. You can tell it's coming, <laughs> but it's just not like, the, it's not powerful enough yet. And it's like too powerful it's for just, some parts. Yeah. <laughs> If we're like in like two years, I think the technology will be like a snap. We'll be like, why did we ever struggle with this? But we're just not there yet. Yeah. Right. Right. We're still playing snake on the, on our cell phones. We don't have the iPhones yet on that. Yeah. Damn it. All, all right, right, dude. Well, I'll make sure you link to all the socials and good luck this weekend, man. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you, buddy.